With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that 3-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, yes, living the dream once again on a fabulous NFL Sunday. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, Hartman and Orenberger with you. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Rich is back from New Mexico where he covered the New Mexico Bowl, San Diego State routing uh, Central Michigan yesterday. Uh, and now we're back into the NFL fold. I was sitting here yesterday. We had a, an amazing game right at the top. You would have loved this, Rich, yesterday. So uh, TJ Hushmanzada and I are sitting there, and they're starting the uh, game between the Buccaneers and the uh, Texans. Yeah. So we're literally opening up saying, we're saying, you know, in, in five games this year, on their opening drive, Jameis Winston has thrown an interception. And as that word came out of my mouth, no way. first pass of the game, pick six. No I'm like, way. it was Gavin, am I right? I Literally, we were talking, game. opening the show five times this year. Jameis Winston has thrown an interception on their opening drive of the game. And as we get the words out of our <laughs> mouth, he throws his first pass, pick six the other way. You know, it was unreal. It's shocking the dichotomy between Jameis Winston, the you know, the lack of protection of the football, and Jameis Winston, the dynamic athlete. 
the strong arm, the ability to find an open receiver where he's really not open. Like, he does some really, really, like, head-scratching things with the football. And then other times, he's absolutely brilliant. He's not, he how, may, how about the how about he the may end up he may end up like if he ends up in yeah. this works yeah. with Arians they re-sign him and and they turn him into a more capable quarterback a, re, a more capable offense they need an offensive line he could end up being the modern day Brett Favre like we may have we may have our next Brett Favre on our hands well if he gets uh, if he throws two interceptions in the final game of the year which is a real possibility he will be the first quarterback ever. To have 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. The 30-30 club. First 30-30 guy <laughs> in NFL history. All right, some interesting things we'll get to from yesterday's games. All of them actually were very interesting games. The New England-Buffalo game, obviously the Ram 49er game, game down the wire. The defending NFC champions have been officially eliminated from the playoff picture. We got seven early games today. And to be honest with you, the only one that really matters is the Saints Titans game. I mean, uh, oh, you actually have the audio. So of this? this was yesterday, the start of the show. You just talked about how in five straight games, Jameis Winston has thrown a pick uh, interception on his first drive. Here was yesterday at the top of the show. Oh right, my God! He a just threw a pick six. six to start the game. <laughs> Unbelievable! He just wow. threw a pick six on his first pass of the game. Wow. This is <laughs> unbelievable. First pass of the game. He throws it to the sideline. A pick six walk-in for is, the Texans. This is Yes, it, it, it was unbelievable. It was the, the, right the, intro, the intro music was still going at this point. I, I mean, it was. We were literally just opening the show talking about Winston's amazing record. All right, so uh, again, the Rams have been eliminated. So the only open spot left in the NFC right now, Rich, is the NFC East champion. And of course, later on today, the uh, Cowboys will travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The AFC picture. Actually, is well, both both are a little complicated right now because with that 49er victory last night against the Rams, they actually, for the moment, are the one seed because they're at 12 and three. Remember, there are three other teams at 10 and three, and we got a huge Monday night game tomorrow between the Packers and the Vikings that could well decide who wins the NFC North, who becomes a wild card team. So, as far as playoff positioning in both the AFC and the NFC right now. Everything's up in the air. Yeah, I, I mean, down the stretch, this typically is what happens. You have your top six teams, and then the only thing that can really happen is, you know, a shuffling of the deck within, and sometimes maybe one of those wild card slots will be open. But um, the fact that the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles have an important game, as important as to see who's going to win their division this late in the season, and both of them are seated uh, with seven losses and seven wins. I mean, it's it's been ridiculous. It just feels like nobody wants to win that division. And certainly, you know, the the Redskins are nowhere near being competitive there. Uh, it, it just it's just mind blowing that this is what it comes down to. All right. So the game that has implications on both sides is the Saints Titans game. So in the AFC right now, Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs, and Texans have all clinched their division titles. The Bills are in as one of the wild card teams. The second wild card spot is open. Technically, the Browns and the Raiders are still alive, but they're not. comes down to the Steelers and the Titans. One of those two teams will secure the final playoff spot in the AFC. Right now, the Steelers uh, have the 
tiebreaker edge over the Titans based on conference record. But the Titans, if they win today, very much still alive as far as a playoff spot and is concerned. And meanwhile, on the other side, of course, you got the Saints, and they're battling right now to try to get a first round bye. The 49ers are at 12 and 3. You got the Packers, Saints, and Seahawks at 11 and 3. Packers have the tiebreaker edge over the Saints. So obviously, the Saints need to win today. Hope that the Packers lose to the Vikings. The Vikings yep. And then the uh, Saints could secure a first round bye, which remember this not only do you get a bye, but you guarantee a home game in the division game. And that's what the Saints won. Obviously, they're a much different team game at, at home. But it's going to be an interesting game because the Titans are without Derrick Henry in this game. What's interesting about the Saints, and really it's sort of been a back burner item because they've just been so solid this season, well in control of their division. You almost forget how good they are, unless you're really paying close attention. Drew Brees is the only one of these, you know, 40-year-old or age-advancing quarterbacks who nobody is talking about how his age is affecting his play. We've heard that with Tom Brady. We haven't had a chance with Ben Roethlisberger because he's been injured. We've heard this with Phillip Rivers. We haven't really heard that story come out about the 41-year-old ageless wonder who just broke Peyton Manning's passing touchdown record recently in Drew Brees. He has been completely on point this entire season. By the way, we do have our first touchdown of the game Daniel Jones for the Giants in the end zone with uh, throwing to Sterling Shepard. Goodness me. Who is on my fantasy team and I didn't play him today. Of course, I'm in the third place game. Can you imagine that? You have a, a player. I know it's championship game day for all the uh you know, week for a lot of you fantasy football players out there. That sort of sums up my season right there. All right, so we'll keep our eye, obviously, in all these games. The Falcons have scored. Uh, they're at home against the Jaguars, a pair of five and nine teams. Um, you know, one game that I am a, a little bit interested in today uh, that doesn't have a lot of playoff implications is the Ravens game against the Browns. I mean, the Ravens are just absolutely steamrolling right now. They are a clear number one team in this league. They got 12 players named to the Pro Bowl. I have never seen that before. Yeah, they're incredible. players named to the Pro Bowl. I mean, this is not alternates. I mean, this is like they were named to the Pro Bowl. So at least uh, around the league right now, the Ravens are a runaway uh, acknowledged as the best team in this league. They're just a very complete team. And what I mean by that is obviously they have dynamic athletes on offense, Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Ingram. You know, there's no question that Daniels, their, their tight end, has been very good this season as well. All capable scorers, and it's been fun to watch. But they also have a great offensive line. You know, Marshall Yonda, one of those all-pro after all-pro guys at right guard. And there there are others. Mm -hmm. I mean, up front, you watch them put together. That's a great unit. Then defensively, we actually had the color commentator, uh, Jared Johnson, on, uh, who covers the Baltimore Ravens recently on our local show in San Diego. And you know what he said? He's like, you're not going to remember too many of the names outside of the defensive secondary. Obviously, yeah, well, Earl Peters. Thomas and uh, obviously yeah. uh, Mar- Marcus Peters. You're not going to remember a lot of these box defenders, yeah. right? You're not going to remember their names, but they're all good. And he goes, and they're so deep. So what they get to do that so few teams can is they get to rotate guys and rotate guys. And so you, as an offensive lineman in the second half, you haven't worn down anybody. You're still playing against fresh combatants, and they get after the passer well. It's just a very complex 
complete team. All right, so uh, they're on the road against the Cleveland Browns, who uh, technically still have a chance. They would need a miracle. They're at six and eight, but uh, I can't eliminate them until they're officially eliminated. Perfect start for uh, Matt Ryan and the Falcons, four for four, 51 yards, and uh, Dante Freeman uh, scoring a touchdown there. Uh, to give Atlanta an early 7-0 lead. By the way, the Jets, Sam Darnold just went to the end zone, so they're going to be up 7-0 at home over the Steelers. Now, this is critical for the Steelers right now. So remember this. So basically, you got the Steelers and Titans battling for that last playoff spot. And if you look at the Steelers right now, remember, this is an Touchdown amazing Touchdown Jets. Wow, what a grab. Sam Darnold just threw a pass into double coverage. And I'll get you the name in a second. Yeah, it was Robbie Anderson. He dove up, or he jumped up, and he made a fingertip grab out the back of the end zone. They're reviewing it right now to see if it actually was a touchdown, but that was beautiful. Another interesting thing uh, Another interesting thing that just happened, the Dolphins scored in the end zone. Yes. The guy fumbled as he entered the end zone, but it was just him there, so he picked it up. and uh, Goes in as a fumble recovery and for I think a touchdown. He threw it, I think Fitzpatrick threw it to a lineman. All right. Guys, number is 94. Hey, getting back to the Steeler game. Now, so you got the Titans at home, and they're taking on, obviously, the Saints, and you got the Steelers on the road against the Jets today. Steelers need to win this game. Oh, yeah. Because their last game is at the Ravens. However, when you say at the Ravens, the Ravens, I take it if they win today, will have clinched home field throughout and probably will sit a bunch of guys. Yeah, well, you would assume. Although, I will say this. You know, if if cut from the same cloth as a Belichick, Harbaugh may want his starters to get some reps because that first week by, you could get a little rusty. And and there's, I mean, so now instead of talking about two weeks until your next game, it's three weeks for whatever players rested. So we'll see exactly what happens. But we have the Falcons on the board. Let's listen to that one. Single receivers to either side. Long count. Now he'll flash and pitch it to Freeman. He's got room. 10-5. Touchdown at the left side for Devontae Freeman and the Falcons. Julio Jones, a nice job with a perimeter block, and Freeman goes 17 yards for his second rushing score of the year. All right, 92-9 the game. Falcons radio network. Falcons have the early 7-0 lead over the Jaguars. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. Just getting started on this big Sunday more on the Patriots and their huge win yesterday against the Bills. By the way, Tom Brady in that game, first passer rating over 100 since week five. So is the uh, is it been premature to say that the Patriots really are not a major factor in getting back to the Super Bowl this year? We'll have the latest coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you could give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Kobe under center, moves up field on a quarterback sneak, no signal yet, and there it is, touchdown for the Colts, a one-yard quarterback scamper by Jacoby Brissett, and the Colts are on the board, it's 6 to nothing with 9.28 to go in the first quarter. Colts Radio Network make that 7 nothing Colts early lead over the Carolina Panthers, meanwhile the Falcons have scored again, 14 nothing Falcons over the Jaguars, touchdown pass. From Matt Ryan to Dante Freeman, uh, Dante is on my fantasy team. Where has this been all year? It's a little late now. Little Thanks late. a lot, Dante. All of a sudden, you show up, start scoring touchdowns all over the place. So, uh, 14-0 Falcons. Also, we have a score in this Titans game. Uh, Tennessee over the Saints right now, 7 nothing. A pass from Tannehill to Smith, the tight end, gets them on the board early. So, they strike first. And this is an important game, like you mentioned, for both these teams. But the Saints for pole position in the NFC, hoping for that Packers loss to the Vikings uh, to to have home field advantage. By the way, uh, you get to the end of the year and you start talking about not just you know the uh, standings, but also uh, individual honors. Uh, Michael Thomas, the wide Ooh. receiver for the Saints, started the day ten receptions short of the all-time single-season record. By the way, this has been on the books for 17 years. Marvin Harrison with the Colts back in 2002 caught 143 passes. Michael Thomas started today with 133. Of course, he has this week <laughs> and next week. Um, so it looks like Michael Thomas well on his way to set an all-time single-season record and he's got a catch. for receptions. He's got a catch on the board, so yes. inching ever closer to that record. And and really, I understand it's the year of Lamar, and yes. I know that last year was the year of Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I understand that a receiver is only as good as his quarterback. 
But Michael Thomas should be a much louder discussion in the room for MVP. Well, at the very least, what's uh, you know again, what they do is you have MVP, and then you have Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year. And a lot of times, what happens with that Offensive Player of the Year? It goes to the runner, it, like the, the, the runner or receiver who yeah. has big stats. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's certainly there. Christian McCaffrey obviously will be in the discussion. For offensive player of the year, but that I, I, you know, and again, Lamar Jackson, obviously, obviously, <laughs> yeah. the man has over a thousand yards rushing. I found it interesting in the Pro Bowl. Here's Mark Ingram making the Pro Bowl, and he's not even the leading rusher on his own team. The quarterback is. I know. I know. So it was sort of like, wow, what's going on there? All right, um, we got all the games going on right Ooh, now. By the way, the Giants uh, on the board again. Saquon Barkley with a diving touchdown from about 60 yards out. And did you say we have the Titans touchdown? Let's play that right now. This is Tannehill to Smith. Second down and 10. Tannehill, play fake, throws down the middle. Man is wide open. Smith, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, end zone. Touchdown, Titans! Johnny Smith ran by him and takes her to the house. WGFX 104.5 Titans Radio Network. So the Titans in a huge game for them, leading the Saints 7-0. And with Pittsburgh losing early to the Jets, this would go a long way for the Titans, who are one of those teams, because they've been playing so well down the stretch, they've had a couple of hiccups, but obviously Ryan Tannehill has righted the ship for them. They would not exactly be the kind of team you want to face. Let me give you an example. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They can't beat the Titans. I know. I know. Andy Reid is 1-5 and five they have their against number. the Titans. There are certain teams who are just, they, they like, remember for a long time, I'm, I'm trying to remember, it's in the same division. I want to say it was the Colts were sort of just, they just were, they were at the top, and they consistently got beat by the Jaguars. Am I remembering that correctly? When it was Peyton Manning, they they just had their number. Chargers used to have Manning's number with the Colts. Chargers used to beat the Indianapolis you know, Colts. And and it, and it's it's confounding, right? Like you know, an AFC rival or a divisional yeah. rival where you just you you can't seem to get it right when you play against that one opponent. And for Andy Reid and the Chiefs, unfortunately, in the AFC side, it has been the Titans. It's like kryptonite. Well, and as it would play out if the Titans do get the number six seed. Right now, the Chiefs are the three seeds. I know. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right out of the box in a wild card game, even with the game in Kansas City, uh, that could be bad news for the Chiefs. Let me also expound on uh, the, you know the point you're making about the Titans. Can you imagine if they had gotten Tannehill in the offseason and instead of Mariota starting this season, it was Ryan Tannehill the whole way? Mm. I mean, he's been phenomenal for them to, to the point now where he's most likely earned himself a contract extension at the very least a franchise tag so i i look at i look at ryan Tannehill and the titans as a pairing that if it would have just happened sooner would we be speaking about the titans instead of one of these other teams you know instead of the texans or you know even potentially having home field advantage in the playoffs they've been that good since Tannehill has helmed the offense all right early on the ravens browns game no score right now lamar Jackson doing nothing. Two for four, 11 yards. He hasn't run the ball once in this game. On the other side, all the stories are about Odell Beckham Jr. and what is his future in Cleveland. The Browns say they have absolutely no interest in trading him. Uh, and then, of course, there's just been indication that he wants out of Cleveland. Believe me, if, if Beckham were on the open market, 
there would be a lot of interested suitors out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at the story goes like this. Uh, star receiver, you know, go, gets tired of team, wants to go to a fresher pasture, gets shipped off to Cleveland, and his own words in a GQ interview sort of left for dead in Cleveland. Like, this was a spite move by the Giants. He goes to Cleveland, and he probably likes the environment better, the head coach better. He probably likes John Dorsey as a general manager better. But he realizes he's being underserved by a culture that's in its infancy. So he wants out again. Here's the problem with requesting your trade. You have no idea where you're going to land. Do you think John Dorsey is all that concerned about what's best for Odell Beckham Jr. or what's best for the Browns? John Dorsey's job, his livelihood, how he earns the money to put the mashed potatoes on the dinner table for the Dorseys, it, it all revolves around how good of a job he does for the Browns. So Odell Beckham Jr. can end up on another dog heap team who's trying to scrape by like the Redskins or the Giants trying to figure it out who may be a couple of years away. The uh, Panthers are getting blown out early by the Colts. 14-0 Colts now. Six and a half minutes ago in the first quarter. Hines, an 84-yard punt return. Do we have that? Let's hear it. Inside is 20, now near side, numbers, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, down the near sideline, has the punter to beat, near side, he's at the 30, he's at the 20, he's going to go, Naeem Hines, a punt return for a touchdown, Naeem Hines takes it all the way back, and the Colts lead it 13 to nothing. Nyheim Hines. I love that name. <laughs> Nyheim they, they just go Nyheims. <laughs> yeah. But it's Nyheims. Uh, 84 yards with a touchdown. Colts Radio Network, 14 nothing Colts there. And the Dolphins <laughs> have scored again. It looks like the Bengals have pretty much solidified Packing getting the number in. one pick <laughs> in the draft. They came in at 1-13. A loss today would pretty much wrap it up. I'll just give you I'll just give you the stats so far in this game. The, Dol- the Dolphins, with, with 10 minutes off the clock in the first, have eight first downs. Uh, the Bengals have zero. They're three for three on third downs. Uh, the Bengals are 0 for 1 on third down. They already have two touchdowns on the board. I think it's safe to say for the city of Cincinnati – uh, it's a waiting game until April. All right. Well, how about total yards? One fifty-four to one. Well, yeah. That okay. Hurts. So when you have one hundred fifty-four total negative yards to one. one, negative one. Oh, now it's negative one. <laughs> okay. It was at one. Now they're but 0. 0.3 yards per play. All right. They have negative one yards passing. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's passing. One forty-five to negative one. They have they have two yards rushing to get them at one. This right, is so unbelievable. There you go. Right there. All right. Uh, we're in the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, by the way, great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more in the car insurance. Go to Geico.com. See how much you can save. Joining us right now is Ralph Irvin, once again. Who uh, Now, uh, Ralph, identify the jersey that you are wearing today. Today, I am wearing a Natron Means jersey from 1994. Wow. Natron Means, the uh, leading running back for the AFC champion Chargers back I, in 1994. I should say it's the 75th anniversary throwback jersey that they wore against Kansas City and on Monday Night Football against Go the yeah. Chargers. And now we have Go. a anniversary. It's 25, 25 years ago. It seems like 25 years ago, to be honest. Yeah, and honestly, it feels like a very long time. <laughs> and then they chose not fan. to wear the throwback jerseys in the Super Bowl, and how'd mm-hmm. that work out? Yeah, yeah. well, they're very, very good. Some Sometimes you say 25 years, and sometimes you have to say quarter century. For the chart, I think it's a quarter century. Well, it is uh, already a scoring fest in D.C. Give it to Barkley again. Big hole up the middle. Barkley across midfield. Breaks to the 40. 
to the 30, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, dies for the end zone, is he in? Touchdown, Giants! 67 yards for Saquon! WFAN Giants Radio Network with the call, and New York does lead at Washington 14-7 inside of three minutes to play in the first quarter. Atlanta is already in the end zone twice. Ryan in the gun now, one to the left, three to the right. Freeman in the backfield. Jacksonville brings four. Quick throw. That's Freeman. The catch. Touchdown, Atlanta. The call from the Falcons radio network, 92-9 the game. They lead Jacksonville 14-0, 3-10 to play in the first quarter there. The Jets up 7-0 on Pittsburgh, 2-17 to play in the first. 14-0 Miami up over Cincinnati already. Five minutes to play in the first quarter there. Tennessee, a 14-0 lead now over New Orleans. 4.50 to play in the first quarter of that game, while Indianapolis has a 14-0 lead over Carolina. Two and a half to play in the first. Still scoreless, Baltimore and Cleveland, 2.44 to play in the first quarter. Now, online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And in case you guys were wondering, yeah, that was an accurate score. Tennessee, a 14-0 lead over New Orleans. The latest score coming on an A.J. Brown 49-yard touchdown run. Well, as we mentioned, Ralph, that could be really bad news for the Chiefs. Uh, they do not want to see the Titans in a wild card game, that is for sure. But the Titans, huge game today. And by the way, if the Saints were to lose this game, a very costly loss for the Saints. All right, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. So as we keep our eye on these games, I want to go back to yesterday and the Patriots' victory against the Bills. Um, you know, we we walked, we talked about that game, you know, the Bills' defense playing outstanding, Josh Allen playing pretty much mistake-free football, Patriots not able to generate any offense, Tom Brady has just been, by his standards, awful this year, lowest completion percentage ever in his entire career. He came in at just 60.1%. And he comes out and he plays a great game, and and they win the game. They come from behind, they win the game in, in Patriots fashion and wrap up their 11th consecutive AFC East championship. So let me ask you, Rich, former Patriot, um, should we take the Patriots seriously? I mean, we talk about the Ravens, who blew out the Patriots. We talk about the Chiefs. They beat the Patriots. Uh, some of the teams, top teams in the AFC uh, can you believe uh, the, maybe the Patriots, once they get to the postseason, playing a brand of football we haven't seen throughout the regular season? Well, of course, I could. You know, and, and isn't it like always where we say, don't judge a team in the regular season, judge them in the, in the tournament? Uh, look, that's the whole goal is getting yourself into January and then you're three games away from winning a Super Bowl. So for the Patriots, I, I, I look at this no differently than I've looked at many Patriot teams. Yeah, they may have had some bumps in the road. Yeah, the offense may have looked anemic at times. But if they have a, a, you know, a couple weeks to prepare for games or if they're just relying on their experience uh, playing through all the rounds of the playoffs – you're going to most likely tilt the scale in favor of the defending world champions. I mean, that's just what it is. And people get very tiresome. It's very tiresome to hear this. But that game was a shining example of what makes the Patriots so great and makes it a dynasty. So 
Josh Allen had played mistake-free except for two throws where he had knocks wide open in the end zone on corner outs, and both times he overthrew them. Those are plays the Patriots make. Tom Brady makes those throws. When you need to have it, he gets it for you. And then, you know, as far as McDermott goes, there were times where the clock management and timeout usage was confounding. Bill Belichick doesn't make those mistakes. I, I, I get it. it. It's tiresome. You, you would love to see new blood, fresh blood, potentially hoisting a Lombardi trophy. But this game comes down to a war of attrition. If you make those mistakes and you make them against a team as polished as the Patriots, you're going to lose by slim margins. It was vintage Tom Brady yesterday, 26-33, 271, one touchdown, no picks, nine different Patriots caught passes. They spread the wealth. Sonny Michelle ran the ball well, 21 carries, 96 yards. Again, Josh Allen did what he did. I mean, 50% passer, but no interceptions. He missed on a couple of passes, uh, but the Patriots find a way. So the Patriots sitting at 12-3 and three right now. Uh, and, and really, again, their last game is against the Dolphins. They should win that, assuming that the uh, uh, Ravens take care of business. That means that at the very least, the Patriots will be the two seed and get a first-round bye and get a home playoff game. Um, and, you know, and find themselves again in the AFC Championship game. We talk about their nine trips to the Super Bowl, six wins. They've been in the AFC Championship game, I think, 12 times? Yeah. yeah. 12 times under Tom Brady? Tom Brady uh, has won the AFC East Division 17 times. Yeah, 11 straight years now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it's just complete dominance. It really is. A, and we're never going to see it again. And so... To the same time where people are plumb tired of hearing about the Patriots, trust me when I tell you this, you're never going to see this again. So whatever greatness you're viewing now, however historic it may be, I'm not talking about just in football. I'm talking in all sports. This is just at a level, and and then look, you know, there's going to be the boo birds and the people who are going to say, yeah, well, we haven't heard yet about this investigation in Cincinnati. Aren't they cheaters still? I, I, I think there's going to be some heavy-handed punishments handed down, but maybe it's too late for it to affect this season. Patriots have been in the AFC Championship game eight straight years. Yeah, it's insane. The conference championship yeah. game eight straight years. Hold that in polar uh uh you know uh, opposition to what the Cowboys have done on the NFC side and we are looking forward to this Eagles Cowboys matchup they haven't been in a conference championship game since 1995 and you would think the way Jerry Jones crows <laughs> that this is a team that's had similar success to the Patriots and they are deadlocked in a death battle with the Eagles and this is the most important game of the day it is, uh, and and then it's a very hard uh, game to read, to be honest with you, because you got two teams that are going uh, in uh, no consistency from one week to the next. The Cowboys and the Patriots. Meanwhile, Tennessee is rolling it up on the Saints. WGFX, 104.5 Titans Radio Network, 14-0 Titans. Remember, no Derrick Henry in this game. 
So he is out. Manufacturing a run game with the reverse game there. So A.J. Brown, instead of catching it, goes almost 50 yards for the score. And again, like you just said, a two-score lead early on a Saints team who can play from behind. You know, there are some teams who absolutely cannot get behind in the scoreboard. But with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and this offensive line and this offensive group with the Saints, you can't count them out uh, trailing two scores this early in a game. But still, this is a game the Saints need to win. Yeah, Tannehill off to a perfect start, 4-for-4, four four, 87 yards and a touchdown. Drew Brees just 5-of-8, 39 yards, and the Saints have 8 yards rushing Ooh. in this game, so Ooh. they don't have a running game so far. I hope my eyes didn't just deceive me, but Baker Mayfield, oh, they just, the screen just switched, but yeah, we're about to see a replay. The Cleveland Browns, I mean, it is insult to injury with, uh, with the play of their quarterback so far this season. Look, this is a classic uh, rookie season. Second-year players typically don't look the way Mayfield has looked. Let's All see right, what's well, going on. Well, they called a defensive holding call against Marcus Peters. Oh, they got bailed out. Yeah, so they, they called Peters out. for defensive holding okay. on that play. And that was on happened. fourth down. Baker just chucked it up at the end of that play. Oh, my yeah, goodness gracious. Right, I mean, so it, it's it a first like a down punt. for Cleveland, but uh, Peters, you know, that's, that's Marcus Peters. It's all or nothing with Peters. I mean... You know, I was talking to TJ Hushmanzadi yesterday about playing against a cornerback like Marcus Peters that's constantly peaking and trying to make plays and everything else. And he, he said it really wasn't any advantage as far as a receiver is concerned, but you're always aware that if you got a guy like Peters that's trying to make the big play constantly, uh, he's going to get burned. Yeah, he'll get burned, and he'll also obviously get caught holding or P.I., but then he, when he guesses right, that's the reason why he's a ball hawk is because he watches a ton of film, he understands what offenses are trying to do, what their tendencies are, and he can jump routes. Now, concentrating back on Baker Mayfield, look, I want to be fair with my criticism. Has he shown signs of growth this season? Yeah, at times, both personal, you know, from a maturity standpoint and how he handles the media, but also on the field. But it is still vastly less than I think you would like to see out of a first overall You pick. think Freddie Kitchens survives this year? Oh, boy, that's debatable. I, 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 I and mean, if Freddie Kitchens is a one-and-done head coach, do you, do you I, again, if you're going to bring in a new head coach, he's going to bring his own people in. Uh, you, you got Baker Mayfield. He's already on his second head coach. Actually, his third head coach in two years. I think the expectations were were way too high. And I think we all kind of got stuck on this hype train a little bit because of how good they looked down the stretch of the season with Baker Mayfield as a rookie. And with Freddie Kitchens as an offensive coordinator, but we didn't know if Kitchens was a head coach. And he's still getting his feet under him, his legs under him as a head coach. But a six-win Browns team, look, some of their wins that were impressive. You know, you look back at the Ravens. I mean, they're, they're deadlocked at a 0-0 score right now first half. Uh, with the Ravens again, they beat this team earlier this year. I, I mean, some of the, the losses obviously were confounding, but some of the wins really prove that there's something there. It's just still developing. All right, it's not going well for the Steelers today. You got the Titans up 14 nothing over the Saints, and the Steelers are down 10-zip to the Jets. And remember, the Steelers closed out on the road against the Ravens. So the Steelers, who have been an unbelievable story this year, you got Duck Hodges at quarterback who's already thrown a pick in this game. I mean, this guy is, I mean, come on. He's a hes a practice squad guy, essentially being your starting quarterback. We've been talking all year long. What an unbelievable job Mike Tomlin's done with smoke and mirrors. But this is a reality check. If they lose today, the Jets and the Titans win See you later. Well, yeah. Steelers season over. Trailing by 10 early in the second quarter 
It's not terrible, but still, you need to flip this through. You you need to rely on your defense. The only reason why the Seals have had a chance is because of how great their defense is. And by the way, as if it isn't like the world isn't unfair enough, you have the Watt brothers. I'm produ- that family produces another star in TJ. I mean, he's one of the most productive edge rushers in the league. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios for only the second time in the last 10 years. A team that lost the previous year's Super Bowl did not make the playoffs the following year. What happened to the Rams, and is it fixable? We're going to tell you coming up next. Askins fakes the pitch. Askins, back of the end zone, caught! Caught! Hale Hentges, the rookie out of Alabama, gets his first career touchdown, and he was wide open. Redskins Radio Network. How about the shootout going on right now? 14 all. Giants and Redskins, yep. the 3 and 11 Giants, the 3 and 11 Redskins. Just like we drew it up, Steve. How about Dwayne Haskins? Is <laughs> 9 for 9, 111 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions. He has played. Yeah, thanks with that. I want you 9 for 9. Yeah. Um has he done <laughs> has he point. done enough for the Redskins to say, all right, we're good at quarterback. Uh, we don't have to look at quarterback in the draft. Look, I, I mean, this is exactly what he needed to do when he got his second opportunity to make a first impression. He needed to play more mistake free. He came in at one point filling in for Case Keenum and was like a pick machine. Mm-hmm. But since then, he's really cleaned up his game, and, and it takes time. Look, I, I say this all the time about rookies. They're going to make mistakes, and it's not their fault. It's just like any job. I mean, everybody here is guilty of this. You start a new job, you're going to screw things up. There's going to be a more experienced staff member who sort of walks you through the formatting of the TPS reports. Or say you're a plumber and you're a novice. There's going to be some leaky pipes sometimes on your jobs. You're going to be taught by an, an, uh, uh, an older pipe fitter how to do your job better. The same goes in football. You're going to make mistakes at this level that you didn't even see coming when you're leaving college because it's not your fault. You're inexperienced. So Dwayne Haskins doing a nice job showing the Redskins there's a future with them. There is no future for the Bengals. Uh, they they're, ba- they're they're trying to they're down fourteen nothing for the Dolphins and they they got like you know at the two yard line they had a. A second and goal to one, and it's just going absolutely nowhere. Um, <laughs> are, they are going backwards. You, you are very uh, yeah. harsh in your criticism uh, of the Bengals. Uh, well, they're one in thirteen. They've earned it. Believe me. I will say this: Bill Belichick, uh, you know, and this is of course ahead of their game against the Bengals, where they had uh, you know an advanced videotaping team out there doing production on a. Uh, uh, advanced scout, whatever you want to call it, where they got caught videotaping the Bengals sideline. But the press leading up to the game, uh, Belichick said that Mixon's the best back in the league. He has that high praise for at least one member of the Bengals backfield. Well, he's been on my fantasy team, and I can tell you, he is not the best back in the league. <laughs> I, I would hope he some, he shows flashes. Well, they need an offensive line. Look, the, the uh, Bengals need a lot. By the way, uh, Duck Hodges just threw his second pick of the game. This one in the end zone. So Pittsburgh still trailing the Jets ten to nothing, and with the Titans leading over the uh, Saints right now. This has become uh, more important than ever for Pittsburgh to win this game uh, to uh, stay alive. They right now beat the Titans on the tiebreaker. And if you look at uh, Pittsburgh's final game, uh, as we mentioned, the Titans are going to be playing on the road against 
Oh, the Steelers are on the road against the Ravens. Yeah. Which I don't know. Now, again, so many different things are happening here. So the Ravens started the day at 12 and 2. Correct. The Patriots are now 12 and 3. But obviously, the Ravens have the tie break against the Patriots, having beaten the Patriots head up. Um, but all of a sudden, if the Ravens were to lose today, they which have is to. Con- which then is they conceivable. Have to, well, then they have to win because obviously, if they lose the last game and the Patriots win, guess what? Patriots are back to the one seat. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, we will we'll know after this game. But right now, it's all zeros on the scoreboard, and there's still five minutes. Or excuse me, there's still twelve minutes left to play in this game. I. Look, I and on top of it, the Browns right now are sitting at the one yard line, and Baker Mayfield's dropping back, throwing, and it's a Great touchdown catch by for Landry. the Browns. Oh, it's Harris. Harris caught that one. Great catch. Yeah, that was unbelievable. He was well covered, back of the end zone throw. He jumps up and catches a ball that was, I mean, it would have bounced off the back of the defender. So that is seven, or excuse me, six to nothing, Browns over Ravens. All right, so Did wow. you start Demetrius Harris in your fantasy third place matchup? I no. did. Did you? I did. No, wow. No, he's in the <laughs> consolation bracket. No. Um, all right, I can already get a sense of where we're going today. We got seven early games we got five games later obviously we got a big Monday night game tomorrow between the Packers and the Vikings we're going to try to shuffle this all out because really when it comes down to playoffs it's about matchups mm-hmm. it really comes down to matchups who matches up well with other teams we talk about the Titans dominance of the Chiefs uh, in the Andy Reid era with Kansas City uh, so we're going to go through all these matchups and figure out what's going to play best all right We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Much more Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Keep it right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, rolling on here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, a big, big Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, we have uh, an interesting note here. Mason Rudolph, who we haven't seen in a month uh, since he got benched in the uh, Steelers' victory over the Bengals back on November twenty well, fourth, did he get benched or did, did they say go home early for Thanksgiving? Yeah, they We're said go set. home early. We got <laughs> Duck Hodges. Well, they have benched Duck Hodges. Steelers trailing uh, in a game they need to win. They're on the road against the Jets. It is ten nothing Jets, and with the Titans leading the Saints fourteen to three. They need to win this game. So Rudolph's, whose last full game, of course, was the infamous game against the Cleveland Browns, a game that he threw four interceptions. He had a helmet swung at him. I mean, all kinds of craziness there. So this, uh, again, this improbable year for the Steelers yeah. uh, could take another turn if Mason Rudolph were to lead a come-from-behind win uh, in this game on the road against the Jets. The funny thing about... The Steelers this season is, again, you know, very similarly how we were talking about the Titans. What if, what if Tannehill was a Titan to start the season? You look at this Steelers season and you feel the same way because we forget because it's been Devlin Hodges and it's been Mason Rudolph. What if they had a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, how different this season would look? Again, you can't teach experience. And these are two vastly inexperienced quarterbacks making inexperienced quarterbacks mistakes throughout the course of the Steelers staying alive in the playoff picture. But if it was Ben, you got you got to assume this this record's much better. That's what's beautiful about the NFL. Is even without a star. Like in the NBA if the Lakers lose LeBron James, you know, good night Irene. But in the NFL, your defense can sort of help you keep the ship alive and maybe even go into the postseason and, and make some noise as long as nobody loses their cool. And so far, so good for them. But making a quarterback change this late in the season, not great. By the way, every week we like to, on this Sunday show, alert the first miss extra point of the day. Some weeks it's like, 
the first extra point. Waited a little longer, but it was that Cleveland Browns touchdown followed by Siebert's miss, pulled it, uh, and the Browns have a 6-0 lead against the Ravens with nine minutes to go in the first half. Lamar Jackson hasn't shown up yet. Four of eight for 22 yards against the Browns. Yeah. Uh, And again, if the Ravens were to lose this game, then they would be tied with the Patriots. At 12 wins. And they have the tiebreaker, but with the Patriots playing Miami, and all of a sudden the Ravens are taking on the Steelers, uh, the whole dynamic could change very dramatically here. So we'll see if the Ravens can come back. Again, only trailing 6-0, but... Uh, so far, Baker Mayfield's look good, 9-12, 68 yards, and a score. They have no running game right now, uh, but uh, early on, it is the Browns leading that game. You know, we talk about uh, all the different shuffling as far as the uh, playoffs are concerned. I want to get to the Rams here. Uh, yesterday, the Rams played a good game. They really did. It was a back-and-forth game with the 49ers. I thought Goff played decently yesterday. But in the end, uh, by the way, did you see the Jalen Ramsey not even covering Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah. Thought he had covered, you know, back end coverage, and he just ran on a third and 16 in a tie game with less than a minute to go in the game. And Jalen Ramsey, the guy you gave up two number ones for, the guy that you're going to have to sign for a huge contract to justify giving up two number ones. He literally let Sanders just run right by him, wide open, 46-yard game, leading to the winning field goal. There there was a miscommunication, and look, that's the risk you take when you add new pieces to your team midway through the season. And and that's a late addition, and the hope is that obviously all the verbiage is learned, but it, look, it's a blown coverage, and it's due to either poor communication or lack of knowledge in the scheme and the fit, and so... Clearly, he was supposed to be with uh, with with his receiver, man for man, with Sanders, uh, you know, in man to man coverage, and he, you know, the, he missed the memo, and so so those sort of things are going to happen. You just get exposed when they happen in a game that matters this much. So they've gutted their future draft picks by making all these acquisitions. They signed Goff to a huge deal, Gurley to a huge deal, Donald to a huge deal. They're going to have to give one to Jalen Ramsey. They gave Brandon Cooks a ton of money. So they don't have a lot of flexibility. Is it fixable? They gave up. They they put a lot of money in their top end guys, skill position guys, and Aaron Donald and a Jalen Ramsey. But their offensive line has fallen apart. Well, they've been hurt, you know. And, and you could say the same thing, for example, about the Arizona Cardinals last season. And now they've been much healthier this year, and they have a new quarterback this year. Are the year Rams and a new head fixable? Coach. Is this an aberration? Do you expect them to be back? Oh, I'm I'm buying Ram stock. I'm buying Ram stock. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, unless they have another season where their offensive line is as injured as it is, they have an all-star defense. I mean, they are loaded in the back end of their defense. At linebacker, they're good with Littleton. I think he's been an impressive pickup for them. And then you look at their defensive front. When you have Aaron Donald doing the sort of – he had a 12-sack year, and people are saying, oh, it's a down year for Donald. Are you kidding me? As well, an the man interior had 20 last year. But, but still, double-digit sack totals as yes. an interior defensive it's lineman crazy in consecutive, consecutive, yeah. consecutive years. He's incredible. So they're a force on defense. Then you look at their offense. 
And Jared Goff is a very, very capable quarterback. But if he's why protected. were the numbers so mediocre? Again. Nineteen touchdowns, sixteen picks. You got Cooper Cup. You got yep. Woods. You got Cooks. I mean, they got they're loaded at, at the skill you position. You got to improve your offensive line. They're going to have a retirement. Did you see at that left tackle? Did you see that pass he threw right before the half? It wasn't great. What was that? But you're <laughs> a check down that he literally a walk in pick six. You're. Yeah. It wasn't great. Look. They need to it was improve. a backbreaker. They need to improve their offensive line because last year, when they had the healthiest offensive line in the league, this team looked like world beaters. They looked like the Ravens this year. So I, I, I'm buying Rams stock. I think that as long as they address their needs up front on the offensive side of the ball, they're going to be just fine. But they may have to go out and find a cheap free agent, maybe a, a, a more experienced guy, improve themselves in the draft. I would, I mean, if they spent every pick on their offensive line, I wouldn't be mad at them. All right, the uh, Steelers are on the move, sort of. Uh, Mason Rudolph is now taking over as the quarterback down 10 nothing uh, to the Jets. So we're going to see if Rudolph is going to breathe some life in the Steelers, Doc Hodges has been benched, despite the fact that every single pass he threw was caught. Yeah, two just, by the Jets. Yeah, just but, you two, know, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Seven by of New nine, York. two interceptions right. in that game. Uh, what about the Jets? Uh, earlier on, Andrew Gaze, a lot of people thought maybe this guy was going to be a one and done with the Jets. Have they done enough to right the ship uh, and say, all right, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell, by the way, Le'Veon Bell's actually doing something today, which is uh, novel considering they signed up all that money. But there were expectations for the Jets at the start of the season, and it just hasn't happened. So do you have faith in Gaze that he is going to be able to get the most out of Sam Darnold and the Jets franchise and get this team back to respectability? Well, you know, the hope was that you were going to see improvement year over year out of Sam Darnold. And if the trend continues, you have. You know, he's completing more uh, passes, his percentage is higher, his average per throw is higher, uh, his touchdown-to-interception ratio, assuming, again, these next two games don't go completely sideways, is going to be better, and he's played in less games because he was injured. Look, I I think that's the reason why you brought in Adam, Adam Gase in the first place, because he's considered a quarterback whisperer, and the work that he did with Tannehill in Miami – you had front row seats too in the AFC East. You watch that occur, and they're hoping for that, that lightning to be caught in the bottle twice with Gase this time with Darnold. So, yeah, I think he, I think he's probably earned just based on the production and the progress. Aaron, Aaron, uh, excuse me, Sam Darnold has shown this season. Will will get him a year too. But here's the thing: it better look much better next season because his quarterback rating—he's still buried. He's like 28th in the league right now. So you need to make this look even better than it has looked, and it needs to happen in a hurry. The issues with Le'Veon Bell, by the way, and with Odell Beckham Jr., by the way, and Antonio Brown, who's still not on a team, by the way, isn't it starting to prove, outside of Jalen Ramsey, who forced his trade and ended up with the Rams, who are out of the playoffs, unfortunately for him, but when you force your trade, you're not always, or you force the NFL's hand or an ownership's hand to move you, you're not always going to land yourself in a good position because I'm sure Bell would rather be a Steeler right now. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, by the way, uh, Joe Buck's going to be joining us a little bit later on, get a preview of that Cowboys-Eagles game matchup to most likely decide who's going to win the NFC East this year. Coming up on the other side, we're going to talk about another team very much in transition right now. 
what they're going to do for a coach and what they're going to do for a quarterback. You'll find out which team we're talking about coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. He's looking right corner of the end zone, and it is wrestled for it, caught! Touchdown, Demetrius Harris, as he pulls it away from Chuck Clark, and the Browns lead 6-0. Here it is, Browns Radio Network. It is still 6-0, miss extra point, and the Browns have really dominated this game. The Ravens just haven't shown up yet. Uh, Browns with the ball right now. Uh, they were deep in their own uh, end zone area. Uh, Baker Mayfield, efficient, 12 of 16 so far. Lamar Jackson, your presumed MVP, and nothing's going to change that. Just 38 yards passing in this first half, 30 yards on the ground. Uh, and again, the significance of this game with the Patriots winning yesterday 
is if the Ravens lose, they would then be tied with the Patriots. Now, they win the tiebreaker because they beat the Patriots head up, but that would suddenly mean the Ravens go in their final game against the Steelers saying, well, we got to win this game. Yeah, if they want top seeding, it's a must win for them. You know, I, I look at the Ravens, and it, it seems more simple on paper. Lamar Jackson's the whole show, right? So if if you have just one player who you really need to neutralize, you should be able to have success. But even last game against the Browns, and now this is a game they lost. He had, you know, over 60 yards rushing. He had over 250 yards passing. Uh, You know, he didn't make too many mistakes, but he was sacked four times. So the goal with Lamar Jackson isn't necessarily to get him on the ground. It's, it's to just get in his face, just to make him as uncomfortable as possible. And the hope is to limit the scoring. This way he can score with them and eventually beat them. All right, great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to Geico.com. See how much you could save. All right, I want to talk about a team really in transition. Uh, we mentioned the Rams uh, are only the second team in the last decade to lose a Super Bowl and then miss the playoffs entirely the following year. The other team was the Carolina Panthers. Uh, After losing the Super Bowl to the uh, Broncos, they did not make the playoffs the following year. Ron Rivera was blown out. Cam Newton out after two games. They brought in Kyle Allen. He looked good for a while, but then things really went sideways on him. And now today they're getting blown out by the Colts 21-3. Will Greer, uh, the former West Virginia quarterback, uh, getting the start today. So they come into this game with one, two, three. Is that six straight losses? Six straight losses for the Panthers, uh, and they're down 21 to three. So let's take one step at a time. Let's start with coach. What are they looking for? Uh, what Do you want a veteran coach? Are you going to give a, a young coach a first try? What are the Panthers looking for here? Well, I, I mean – First and foremost, you have to see what your needs are as a team. You By know. the way, touchdown Saints. Saints uh, have Cook? scored. Yeah, I think they're on the board there. So it's now 14-9 Titans uh, pending the extra point. Uh, yeah, you have to evaluate the team needs. I mean, offensively, obviously, Kyle Allen was a nice surprise, but that cooled off after a little while. So you, you have to you have to improve, obviously, on the offensive side and figure out if you're going to keep Cam Newton or if you're going to move on from Cam Newton. So you need well, to— Well, let's stop right there. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, uh, you know, Cam Newton says he wants to play for the Panthers. I mean, the guy's a former league MVP. Well, is the, he done? The way he phrased it, because I think he was asked a leading question, is, look, the only way I'm not playing here is if they get rid of me. I'm under contract. Right. So, and what I think he means by that is twofold. One— why am I being counted out? I'm injured. I could still play and at a high level. Of course, he's going to believe in himself and believe that he will be able to return to the team and play well for them. And two, I mean, realistically, if if they want to get rid, if they want to move on from Cam, they have to move on from Cam in a transaction. You can't just have this guy collecting the amount of money he's collecting. Here's what I would do. Frankly, I'd blow the whole thing up. I'd move on from Cam. I would cut my losses with the quarterbacks you have. You could keep Greer. You could keep Allen potentially too. But you also have the best offensive weapon in this league in Christian McCaffrey. Well, exactly. So you got to continue to do whatever is right for Christian McCaffrey. Well, you have him under team control for a long time. Yeah. So your rebuild's going to be a lot quicker because you have an offensive weapon like Christian McCaffrey because he can make a bad offensive line look good. So while you're rebuilding, you have to go into the draft, maybe trade up to find a quarterback 
who's worth pairing with Christian McCaffrey. I I think this is a two-year project. I think you have to look at this as two years from now, we're going to be really good again. And you have to find a coach, I I think, who's more hemmed up on the offensive side of the ball to help develop a young quarterback into a future star. So that's what I would do with the Carolina Panthers. But, hey, it's not my money. And it's going to be, what's it, Jerry Richardson, the new owner? He was the minority owner with the Steelers. No, not Richardson. No, that was the old Panthers guy. They they moved on from him. I'm I'm forgetting his name. I don't First of all, there's no such thing as an owner anymore. Remember, that's a derogatory term. Right. It, it's uh, I forget what they call him. Uh, governor, governor. Team yeah. governor. Exactly correct. <laughs> yeah, majority, majority shareholder. Majority shareholder. Don't use, don't use that term owner anymore. Uh, consummate mm-hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> professional. <laughs> the guy that pays everybody. How's that? The guy that actually writes all the checks out there. Um, by the way, Giants leading the Redskins 21-14. to 14. David Tepper is his Tepper name. is that yeah, guy, the, yeah. The Steelers guy who became the Panthers that. owner. Uh, the Giants and the Redskins. Identical records, by the way, this year. They both came in at 3-6. and six. They were both, uh, you know, the Redskins, by the way, 1-6 and six at home. Uh, but the, the, the story of this game right now are these two young quarterbacks. You know, Haskins and Jones, two rookie quarterbacks that are, are trying to show these franchises that I, I'm a franchise quarterback. Yeah. You know, the, 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 you don't have to go you know, back in the draft. You're going to have obviously a very high draft pick. You don't have to worry about quarterback. Uh, Daniel Jones playing very well today. 13 to 17, 155, two touchdowns. Haskins playing well, 11, 13, 124 and two touchdowns. So if you're the Redskins and you're the Giants, we, we always only focus on quarterbacks as we go into the draft. Obviously, Chase Young is going to be somebody's uh, prize uh, in this uh, draft, the defensive end out of Ohio State. But when you look at the Giants and Redskins, are they similar in what they need right now? Obviously, the Giants have a franchise running back in Saquon Barkley. The Redskins are still relying on 85-year-old Adrian Peterson, <laughs> as remarkable as he has been. Um, what, what are these teams looking for? Well, I mean – the running back room is an issue for the Redskins. Uh, Darius Geis injured again, and uh, that was a pretty high pick. So you're hoping for high upside out of uh, Geis should he be able to return and have any sort of health. But, yeah, yeah you have to figure out who you're going to pair with um, with Haskins in that offensive backfield. Now, as far as the Giants go, you know, I mean, Shermer's the question mark is, is it going to be the same voice leading that team throughout the Daniel Jones era? I think that you have to look at the Mar family may make a decision at head coach before this season really ends. I, I mean, well, it'll probably end before they make a decision. It could be a Black Monday deal. But, uh, you know, that's been a storyline that's been on the back burner throughout this season. It's very interesting. Quarterbacks are going to be a huge story. Veteran quarterbacks, you know, the future Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, uh, Cam Newton, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manius. He's still got game left. Uh, all right, the Steelers have just scored Mason Rudolph with four seconds to go in the half. Throws an absolute perfect pass. Touchdown, Steelers. Finds Johnson in the end zone. And so now, all of a sudden, this is back to a tie ball game. Should this be ruled a uh, a touchdown, which I, I don't see any reason why it shouldn't Meanwhile, be. the Ravens did take the 7-6 lead on a touchdown pass uh, by Lamar Jackson. That one to Mark Andrews, their Pro Bowl tight end. So 7-6, Ravens leading the Browns. Got a lot of action here, week 16. And we were walking in today, these early games, like, wow, this is starting like dog meat. A lot of, a lot of, 
meaningless <laughs> games out there. But a lot so of scoring. Far, uh, the entertainment level has been extremely high. All right, so, um, you know, I, I mentioned all these quarterbacks that are just suddenly uh, question marks as they go into the new year. We're talking about the Giants. Eli Manning, any future for Eli Manning? No, I mean, he had that emotional no, no, no. victory at I think home he's last gonna, week. I, I mean, and, I think he's going to retire. I would assume he's going to retire. I think he probably should retire. It's going to obviously be up to Eli what he wants to do with the rest of his life or his career should he extend it. But, I mean, it's it's not for the money if he continues playing. It's because he thinks he has a shot. And I don't know about you, but watching Daniel Jones and watching Eli Manning with the same team – I, I just don't see Eli Manning as having what it takes to compete in this league anymore. You know, I mean, it's just it's just is what it is. Sometimes age hits you like a ton of bricks. And unfortunately for Eli, I think we've reached that precipice. All right, Brown's got the ball and oof, almost intercepted, intercepted. What is the ruling on the field? There is a minute and 11 to go in the first half. Yeah, you had a diving grab in the defensive secondary by Clark, and the tip of it, did it touch the ground? it's on the ground. Did it touch the ground, or was that right hand underneath the tip? We're not sure. Uh, They are not reviewing that. That that one hit the ground. Uh, Incomplete pass by Baker Mayfield. Yeah, they're not arguing that one. Um, So anyway, so far, one of the big stories of this day is Mason Rudolph. Uh, he came into the game. The Jets were leading the Steelers 10-0. Mason Rudolph is 9 of 12, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Are we to assume that Big Ben is uh, back next year and yeah. all is well with yes. the Steelers? Well, yes, we are to assume that Big Ben's back. It's been pretty much a mess at quarterback. Mason Rudolph has not been consistent enough to consider him your future. He's shown some nice things. He's a very capable backup. Whoa, 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 whoa. Devlin I mean, Hodges is not ready for the big time. Yeah, unless you're going to go draft a quarterback, and, and I mean one in the first round, Ben Roethlisberger will be your quarterback in Pittsburgh, people. But, again, if the Steelers get into the playoffs and they have the inside track right now, they control their own destiny, that's all you want with a couple of weeks to go, Um and let's say Look, they this is win Nick, a game. This is Nick Foles versus right. Carson Wentz light, okay? Because Nick well, how, Foles how much, is a much better quarterback than Mason Rudolph. How many years has Big Ben's have threatened to retire? How many times? Well, yeah, and, and the reason why they drafted Mason Rudolph in the third round, even right. a third round, was to say, hey, Ben, if you don't want to be here, we'll find your replacement. It was almost like a shot across the bow. Now he gets hurt. You can't help that. And assuming he returns and he looks like Big Ben Roethlisberger, you're all set at quarterback in Pittsburgh. All right. Uh, on the other side, we're going to have uh, Joe Bach. He's going to give us a little preview of the Cowboys-Eagles matchup for the NFC East title. Right now, let's find out what's trending. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Ralphie? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you? We've actually had a lot of things going on this morning. It's, oh, yeah. it's been a wild and fun morning of NFL football, and certainly uh, it was an interesting one for the Cleveland Browns as they took the early lead, but then right before the half. Ball is at the Cleveland 39. Look, pressure coming. Jackson fires deep down the seam. He's got Andrews at the 10, and he'll run in for the touchdown. Mark Andrews for six, and the Ravens are on the board. WBAL Ravens Radio Network with the call as Baltimore has the 7-6 lead over Cleveland. 45 seconds left to go in this half, and 
Ravens may not quite be done at the break. Indianapolis, a 21-3 lead over Carolina. 155 to play in Nashville. Tennessee with a 14-10 lead over New Orleans. Drew Brees, though, 150 yards passing already in this game. Miami and Cincinnati, they're making their way to the break. 37 seconds left to go in the first half. But the Dolphins with a 21-3 lead over the Bengals. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 252 yards passing, three touchdowns already in this game. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Mason Rudolph, 29-yard touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson, and it's tied up. The Jets and Steelers, 10-all. They are at the half. Atlanta with the 17-3 lead over Jacksonville at the intermission. And the Giants having a day with Washington, New York up 28-14 at the intermission. Saquon Barkley, 126 yards rushing already. Four, make that uh, 33 yards receiving. He does have two touchdowns in this game. Daniel Jones, he's thrown three touchdown passes, 165 yards in the air. Coming up later, it will be the battle for the NFC East, Dallas and Philadelphia, but I know we'll get more into it. So send it back to Steve Hartman and Rich Hornberger. All right, Ralph, thanks so much. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part Figuring out which way is easier. It appears that the Ravens are beginning to wake up right now uh, as they're trying to get right back on the board. 22 seconds to go in the half. Ravens were trailing this game 6-0. They scored to take a 7-6 lead, and now they're trying to get more. An errant pass there by Lamar Jackson. They're about the 22-yard line uh, of the Browns. And that was just a simple slant that he threw well behind his receiver. Look at his feet. Look at his eyes. See, he's scanning the field. When he has pressure in his face, he can throw sort of these wobbly balls or, or throw off rhythm. So what this comes down to is trying to create pressure with four-man rushes and five-man rushes on Lamar Jackson, keeping him in the pocket so he doesn't have time to extend plays. Easier said than done. We've we've said that so many times, and it seems impossible. But uh, the Cleveland Browns, to their credit, they were able to do it to, with some success so far in this first half. Last game they won, Lamar Jackson had a day. He still had a day, and they were able to beat him. Today, it's been different. It's been a really nice defensive surge by the Cleveland Browns. All right, so also approaching the half, Tennessee with the ball right now, still leading the Saints by a score of 14-10. to 10. Ryan Tannehill, his usual, efficient, nothing spectacular, 7-10, 112 yards, one touchdown, and no picks. By the way, Michael Thomas has five receptions in this game for the Saints. Oh, he is now five Ravens. short of the touchdown NFL record. Ravens. And look at the Ravens. Mark Daniels. Back of the end zone, Lamar Jackson being pressured. Mark Andrews. What did I say? Mark Daniels. Mark Daniels. Mark Andrews, thank you. Back of the end zone. Uh, under pressure from the front side, he was able to avoid it and just threw a, I mean, <laughs> this was a teardrop pass over the top of the safety back in the end zone. So the Browns, who uh, led really throughout the half, up 6 nothing, now uh, down 13-6, to uh, pending the extra point for the Ravens. So, again, if the Ravens win today, they have clinched 
home field advantage throughout the playoffs. There'll be a game up on the Patriots. Even if they lose, Patriots win and tie. They have the tiebreakers. So if the Ravens win today, they will clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And how big is that for the Ravens? I mean, if does that pretty much cement their spot in the Super Bowl? I, I they they seem unbeatable. I mean, it would be very odd to see them finish this season as shakily as it looked through the majority of the first half against the Browns because they've been so dominant, especially defensively. Now, the scoring hasn't been out of control. It's just their offense has been limited by the Browns. You have to assume they're going to go in at halftime and figure out what the Browns are having success doing against them, and it's going to be a completely different game on the other side of halftime. Otherwise, they will cast some doubt into Baltimore fans saying, what happened to this team that was railroading everyone we played? So after a slow start, Lamar Jackson just cementing his MVP status. 12 of 20, 176 yards, two touchdown passes, no interceptions. He also has gained 30 yards on the ground. Both those touchdown passes, by the way, to his Pro Bowl tight end, Mark Andrews. So 14-6, Ravens leading the Browns there. Uh, And then we're just keeping our eye right now as we approach. Well, it is halftime now. Tennessee leading the Saints by a score of 14-10. And again, the uh, Titans are doing this uh, without uh, Derrick Henry, who is out of this game. Uh, The Pro Bowl running back is out for the Titans, but the uh, Titans leading the Saints by a score of 14-10. To ten, uh, the Bengals. Why did I just say that? Why, why do I even mention the Bengals? No, don't even. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know guys want to hear the Saints them? touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, do we go. have that? Let's yes. hear that. Breeze pumps, comes back to the middle, has a man wide open. Jared Cook at the forty, steps through the tackle. 35, 30, 25, Parker downfield. 10, 5, touchdown. Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara with a great block down the sideline, and the Saints get the touchdown they needed. Actually, there were two great blocks down the field that opened up that touchdown. WWL Saints Radio Network. I guess the reason I said Bengals, which was, you know, almost a mistake, uh, is they actually completed a pass. All right. So they are down Uh, 21-3 to the Dolphins. They are now lined up for a field goal with seven seconds left as the uh, world stops for this. And it is missed. All right. You know how you know your team is tanking Uh, when you're going for a field goal in that situation. Yeah, you're down (laughs) twenty-one-three, and it hit the upright. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's been that kind of year. Uh, Look, I mean, these are two teams that, frankly, are at very least a year away. Hold on a second. You're not going to believe this. So the Dolphins are leading twenty-one to three. Brian Flores, Brian head Flores coach. called a timeout <laughs> with seven seconds to go on a fifty-two-yard field goal attempt to freeze the kicker. And that's how you know both teams are tanking. All right, what? So, seriously, what is Brian Flores doing? So you're up twenty-one to three. The Bengals are attempting a 52-yard field goal with seven seconds to go on the half. You got to practice for the big moments, man. Rookie and you coach. froze him. He missed the field goal. This time, <laughs> he missed again. The he, other direction. Yeah, there's he hit the left on the upright play. on the first but one. There, Steve, wait. There's a flag on the play. If this is defensive, we have another look at it. Illegal procedure. Oh, my goodness. That will be. On the offense. Oh, that remains first down. It's a false start oh, because on the kicking team. All right, so we move it back to a 57-yard field goal attempt. I say go for it. I say freeze him again. (laughs) 
<laughs> These are teams that are combined four and twenty-four coming into this game. This is not good. What is go? I what was he doing? Calling a timeout? Well, freezing. You could see he was all lined up. He's like, okay, yeah. hang on, hang right, on, here we go. So this is now a third attempt. This is from fifty-seven yards. Uh, getting their kicking practice in. This one is up, and oh, it looks like ah! it could be good. <laughs> it is! That is one of the most unbelievable sequences you will ever see. What just happened? All right, so I said, why did I just say Bengals? I'm glad I did. Oh. All right, so let's review this again. Yes. Seven seconds to go on the half. The Bengals are down 21-3, lining up for a 52-yard field goal attempt. The kick was up. It hit the left upright. No good. But all of a sudden, we look to the sidelines. So Brian Floors, the coach of the Dolphins, called timeout to freeze him. Gave one of those. Freeze him. So now he attempts again from 52 yards. It's wide right, but they have a false start before the kick. So they move it back to a 57-yard field goal, and he makes it. Well, if there's anything we've learned, and I think we've learned a lot, um... It's it's that uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they play please what did we learn? Hang there? on. I, I th- I'll tell you what we learned. I, no 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 listen. I was right in saying Bengals. I think I think right? Randy Bullock, I think we understand his range is really fifty five plus. Like so, he's gonna miss if it's you know what I mean. If it's it's below, fi- no. Look, th- this is a non-story. The 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 Cincinnati Bengals like the. Dolphins, and again, their game was at halftime. That's are, all we had left. Someone bo- will win a fantasy championship by like five <laughs> points, and they have started that kicker, and that will be why they're like. I, all I had left was Randy Bullock, and he pulled it out for me in a three-play sequence. Unbelievable! Thank you, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Uh, we're waiting for April to see how the these teams actually perform. All right, so all of our early games now have headed to the half. Uh, But I'll tell you what, it's an interesting day today. We have got seven early games today, but we also have one, two, three, four games in the afternoon or in the second session of games. And then tonight we got the Chiefs on the road against the Bears. Bears have been, of course, eliminated from playoff contention. The Chiefs Need to keep winning. Remember what the Chiefs were hoping for yesterday was a Bills win. Correct. Uh, It didn't happen. Uh, The Chiefs, though, still have an outside chance because if they were to tie the Patriots, obviously they beat the Patriots and they would get the tiebreaker there. Also, yesterday with the 49ers winning, at least temporarily, the 49ers are the number one seed. That will change if the Seahawks beat the Cardinals uh, coming up later on this afternoon. And then, of course, we have a game that we definitely want to be talking about between the Raiders and the Chargers. These original AFL teams have a long rivalry. Did you see what John Gruden said yesterday about this game? He said, you know, it was a lot different when we used to play down in San Diego. They had a lot of history at that stadium and, uh, you know, they've, they've got like this uh, temporary place and it's not really their home. Yeah. Uh, and then he sort of backed off. He said, yeah, but it's, it's a great rivalry and everything else. And well, it's look, like- I, I mean, <laughs> this is everybody. This is every team. This is a, I mean, if, if there's anybody who I feel for, it's the players. Then the fans, obviously, first and foremost, the, the, the San Diego fans who had their hearts torn out. But the players who have nothing to do with these decisions. They're all over their head. 
you have the situation where you're now playing in this soccer stadium in front of none of your own innate fans, and nobody seems to care. There's complete apathy in L.A. for the Chargers. All right, so we talked about that sequence before the half with the Bengals finally getting a 50-70-yard field goal. Let's hear it. Well, this does give Randy Bullock the chance to make Bengals history. This would be a franchise record for a regular season game if he can hit a 57-yard field goal. Harris ready to snap it back. He fires it back. Huber puts it down. Bullock launches the kick. It is straight enough. It is good. A franchise record (laughs) 57-yard field goal by Randy Bullock. Yeah, yeah. So Bengals Radio Network. The (laughs) offensive lineman who committed the false start of play before deserves some credit. I agree with you. That doesn't happen without him. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, It was a magical moment in front of a crowd of 100. (laughs) It didn't didn't sound very magical considering the buildup. The bulk had a chance to make uh, franchise history. Uh, As a color analyst, have you ever done, yeah, yeah, as uh, Analysis. Was there a lot point. of yeahs at the San Diego State game? Yeah, last night? yeah, yeah. You know, I can't help myself. There are occasions where if something I'm talking magnificent. By the happens, way, we did play I'll, yesterday yeah. on shout. a show a Ted Lightner call. Oh, for what? On one of the scores for San oh, Diego okay. State during our show yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. The voice of the Aztecs. That's right. I was waiting to see if you were on that uh, call, but you kept no, it no, clean. No, I, no, I, I keep all the calls clean. Unless it's something that's just absolutely absurd, like things I've never seen before. I remember they had a corner who caught his third consecutive interception in the third consecutive offensive play. It was I, I, I was witnessing NCAA history in front of me, and so I remember going, oh, my goodness, and, you know, I was a part of the call. What do we have here, Gavin? This is a highlight from the broadcast that Rich was a part All of. All right, with let's Ted hear Lightner. that. All right, let's hear that call. Agnew, play fake, lots of time, going to go long downfield. Got a man wide open. 35-yard line, catch to the far side, coming to the near side. Jesse Matthews, he's gone. He's gone. Touchdown, Aztecs. Keep in mind, Rich Orenberger is sitting right next to him, right there. Yeah. Showing restraint, letting the play-by-play guy do the call. That's a good restraint right there. I keep it clean. Yeah. I keep it clean. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll describe the play. It was a post, and frankly, the Chippewas just lost Jesse Matthews in the underneath coverage. Uh, Giants leading the Redskins 28-14 at the half. Daniel Jones, 14 of 18, 165, three touchdowns, having a very big game. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're going to head to the second half of these early games. Keep it right here as we got your Fox Sports Radio. Red Zone Radio coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we continue to roll on right now with Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Great news, quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to Geico.com. See how much you could save. Ready, ready. Now. Now. Hey, let's go, let's go. It's time for the NFL on Fox. Focus. All right, we're lucky enough to get Mr. Joe Buck joining us right now to give us a little preview of this uh, Cowboys-Eagles game. I want to start with the Eagles here. Joe, because uh, here's the Eagles' season so far. Win, two losses, two wins, two losses, two wins, three losses, two wins. Where are we with the Eagles going into this game? You know, I don't know that anybody can can put a finger on either one of these two teams and say they are this, no doubt about it. Uh, You know, that's kind of the fun of this game, I think. I I don't think we really know what we're going to get. I think Philadelphia has a legit, uh, excuse for what they've done, especially offensively and the inconsistency. They're without their top three wide receivers. They're without their top running back. Today they're without their right tackle uh, again for the second straight week. Dallas doesn't have that excuse. You know, they, they've had injuries, yes, but uh, and they miss Leighton Van Der Esch. But, but I, I think Philadelphia is doing the best with what they've got, and, and they've at least made a game in week 16 relevant and uh you know them at home against a division rival if anybody says well the cowboys are going to just out talent them i don't think they've watched the cowboys all year so i i, I just i have no idea how this team's going to play out joe your booth partner troy aikman was critical of dallas cowboys owner jerry jones saying and i'm paraphrasing for him but the meddling the fact that he's so involved and sort of undercuts his head coach, Jason Garrett, 
leads to instability in the organization. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, if they do hire a new head coach, is it going to be same verse, same as the last song? Because you still have the same owner who is in, interested in inserting himself in decision making on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's always been that element, um, and you can ask Jimmy Johnson about that. I think part of Troy's uh, frustration with that is what he could have had had Jimmy stayed. Uh, in, instead, we know that, that that was a public divorce, and, uh, and you know, who knows what they left on the table Super Bowl-wise with the kind of talent they had. But, I, yeah, I don't think that's going to change. Uh, it, I, I assume it depends on who they hire if they do make a coaching change. Uh, but, but Jerry's not getting any younger. And he, I think, is willing to do anything he can to win. I, I think as an owner, you have to give him that. And as far as him being the owner slash GM, there is, I don't think anybody quarrels with the fact that there's a ton of talent that they have amassed on this Cowboys roster. So I, there's always going to be push and pull there. He's a very involved owner. Uh, but I, I do believe he'll do anything to win. And if that's the case, then I think he has to go out if he does make a change. And I still think that's an if. Uh, and hire the best person for the job, and, and then that person has to come in, set ground rules, and, and hope that, that they're lived by. All right, Joe, we'll be watching. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, guys, thanks. Joe Buck there, Cowboys, Eagles. Somebody has to win the NFC East. The winner today will probably do that. We're in the <laughs> Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We roll on with much more Fox Sports Red Zone Radio coming up next. Breeze under center here. He's going to get the snap off. Handoff goes to Kamara off left tackle. And he's through the hole. 25, 20, off to the races. 10, 5, touchdown, Alvin Kamara. 40 yards for Alvin Kamara, and that's the explosive play that we've been missing out of AK. That is WWL, Saints Radio Network. So after spotting the Titans a 14-0 lead, the Saints now have... Come out on top there, up 17-14 with 11 minutes to go in the third quarter in that game. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Meanwhile, the Ravens scored again, so they have extended their lead to 21-6 over the Browns. Uh, technically, the Browns were still alive going into this game. They obviously would be eliminated. And if the Ravens win, they will clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs on the AFC side. So the Saints, there's two things at play here. One, Alvin Kamara, oddly, uh, that was his first touchdown since September. Mm. Uh, the Saints are a very good offensive football team, but maybe potentially underutilizing their back, who was injured for part of the season, but still uh, getting him involved is all the better. Uh, and then the other thing is, without uh, Henry in the game, you don't necessarily need to bite on the play-action fakes as heavily as you would if Derrick Henry's in the game. So... You know, part of the success for the Titans is the fact that Derrick Henry has been an absolute rolling ball of butcher knives out of the backfield. And with Deion Lewis, it just, I mean, it's it pales in comparison. So you can play a little softer into your coverage on some of these play fakes as opposed to, you know, racing downhill to clog up all the holes that Henry oftentimes would exploit. All right, so in the NFC right now, there are so many moving pieces uh, technically, with their win last night against the Rams, the 49ers are temporarily the number one seed. However, if Green Bay, or excuse me, if the uh, Seahawks beat Arizona at home, 
Seahawks go back to number one. Then you have the dynamic between the Packers and the Saints. Um, What about this game tomorrow? The Vikings, because of the Ram loss, have clinched a playoff spot. But the Vikings could still be much more than that. They host the Packers tomorrow in the Monday night game. Big game tomorrow night. Green Bay at Minnesota. So Green Bay controls their own destiny. If they win out, they get a first-round bye. But if they stumble and the Saints win out, then the Saints could get that first-round bye. What do you see happening tomorrow night with the Vikings hosting Green Bay? Yeah, it's it's such a coin flip because while I'm impressed with Matt LaFleur and what he's been able to do offensively with Aaron Rodgers, where the offense doesn't necessarily have to come through Rodgers every single game, I really like what the Vikings have done with Kirk Cousins. And after fielding criticism early this season, we're talking about five games in from Diggs and Thielen, talking about how they're not being targeted effectively on deeper routes. Cousins has really had a turnaround and a rebirth, and they've been incredible, plus undefeated at home. So this is... um, I'd like to lean towards a Vikings victory, but I I really don't know. It's difficult to say I I I have full faith in Kirk Cousins in primetime, although we've seen him in some moments this season in primetime have success. So maybe he's finally got that albatross uh, off of his back. Here's the problem for the Vikings. Even if they beat the Packers, okay, and they would be tied at 11-4, and four, they, they would then have split their season series. The next tie break is the division record, and the Packers have them on that. So unless the Packers were to stumble in their last game, which is a road game against Detroit, um, the Packers would still win that division title, and the Vikings would be a wild-card team. You know, we were just talking to Joe Buck about this game between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Somebody's going to have to win that NFC East and regardless of what that team's record is, whether it's 8-8, eight 9-7, and eight, nine and seven, doesn't matter, they're going to be hosting a playoff game against either the Seahawks or the 49ers, potentially a team that could be 13-3 and three on the road against an 8-8 eight and, eight and 9-7 and seven team. We, we've talked about this many times, and it has happened before. And by the way, home field has meant something. A 7-9 uh, Seattle team. Uh, had a home game against the Saints, won that game. An 8-8 eight and eight Charger team had a home game against a 12-4 and four Colts team, won that game at home. Uh, we had the Carolina Panthers a couple years ago at 7-8-1, host a playoff game. They lost that game, but it was a game. So is this something that the NFL needs to examine? The word is they don't want to change anything, no. and you could say, well, it's just an, an occasional aberration. It is, because you're, you're, you mentioned all of them that have happened over the past decade and a half or two decades with one hand. You right. know what I mean? You're talking about four or five games over the course of 20 or so years. So I don't see any problem there. Also, if this were, say, a league like the NBA – where you know you have some of these dog meat series to begin the playoffs where just one team is so so dominant there's no chance for it to be a football game or a basketball game at all then yeah i would say you have a problem but in the nfl there's so much parity that an 8 and 8 Dallas Cowboys team or a 9 and 7 Dallas Cowboys team hosting say the 49ers or the Seattle Seahawks could end up winning that game and end up winning a Super Bowl because they have talent. 
they just had a rough regular season. But if you make the tournament, it's anybody's ball game there because all these teams are so equally outfitted with stars. All right, one team trying to make the playoffs is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Jets have got a field goal, so they now lead the Steelers 13 to 10. We got three minutes to go in the third quarter in this one. Mason Rudolph came in for uh, Duck Hodges after Hodges threw a couple of interceptions. He's played well. Rudolph is 13 to 17, 115 yards and a touchdown, no picks. They haven't been running the ball. Connor just 32 yards rushing in this game. Uh, and again, for the Steelers, you 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 get a feeling uh, again. With the Titans now suddenly losing their game against the Saints, the Steelers could really put themselves in the driver's seat with a victory in this game. Now, I'm going to have to look up a tie break against the Titans. I don't know offhand, but if they went into the day leading the Titans in a tie break, then if they would have a one-game lead over the Titans, one to go, I'm assuming then the Steelers would have clinched a playoff spot if and only if they beat the Jets, and if the Titans lose their game to New Orleans. Yeah, and, and right now with the three-point lead and the Saints driving, it looks like that's a possibility, although there's still a lot of football left to play. Titans ran out to a two-score lead very early, getting creative with the run game. They were able to score on a 49-yard scamper by A.J. Brown on a reverse, and since then it's really been all Saints. Uh, they've scored 17 consecutive points, and they're driving still. We have an interception, though. Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield just heaved one up to the Baltimore Ravens, and so it's going to be Baltimore ball in a game that really was going the way of the Browns until late in the first half, and to begin this second half, they trail 21-6 in Cleveland. Meanwhile, as you mentioned, the uh, Saints are starting to heat up right now, up uh, 17-14 over the Titans, and they get that uh, passing game going. Camara has been able to uh, get his wheels turning. So suddenly the Saints looking like they could take control of this game. So we're going to have to figure this out. It, like Both of these teams we just mentioned, the Ravens and the Saints, like they, <laughs> they're both commanding in their conference, right? And they should have better output early in a game against both the Titans and the Browns, uh, especially the Browns in the case of the Ravens. They just seem so dominant this season, especially in their own division. But I, any team can fail to get off the bus and be behind in a game. That's that's the tremendous part of the, the, the season down the stretch in the NFL, especially in the case of the Titans Saints, because the Titans realistically have a shot at making the playoffs. So this is a battle. The playoffs start in Week 16 every single year. This game matters as much as, uh, say, an opening round playoff game. I do want to give you guys a stat about Michael Thomas and the start to his career. He has just surpassed Hall of Famer Randy Moss for the most receiving yards through a player's first four seasons in NFL history. He has 5,396 receiving yards. The, the, the amazing stat, and I was uh, talking about this with TJ Hushmanzada yesterday. Uh, he was very upset about this uh, 100 greatest players in, in NFL history. They picked 10 wide receivers, and they selected uh, both Marvin Harrison and Larry Fitzgerald ahead of T.O., contemporaries. I mean, they were right, right. older guys, obviously. They're trying to, you know, uh, play out the whole you know history of the league. Um, but when we talk about the percentage of catches per targets. So I looked this up. It was the, the knock on T.O. is that he dropped passes, and 
based on targets and receptions, it was like 57.7%. The irony is he actually had a higher percentage than Randy Moss, who was 56.4. You know what Michael Thomas is? He's at like 78%. Now, you could say he's perhaps the well, statistically the most accurate passer in the history of the NFL and Drew Brees. But it's more than that. I mean, Michael Thomas, when you throw him the ball, he's going to get the ball. Well, he's a bad ball catcher. And what I mean by that is, you know, in the situations where it's a jump ball or where it's slightly underthrown or maybe it's out of his reach, he finds a way to come up with it. There's a radius for every receiver. You you know, you call it a catch radius. If you get it within, you know, for some receivers, it's about a trash can lid. That's how much room you have to fit it into their catch radius. And for others... It's wide enough to fit a small car through, and that's that's the case with a special player like Michael Thomas. He has such a wide catch radius because he has great arm length and he has incredible leap ability, and he has gigantic hands. Look at his hands next time you're watching a telecast and see number 13's gloves. I mean, it's like the hamburger helper. He's got these gigantic mitts on him. He envelops the ball, and he has strong hands when he goes up and he catches a contested pass. By the way, he's got seven receptions on the day. He is three away from the all-time record single-season reception record. Uh, Again, I understand. It's a runaway. Lamar Jackson will win the MVP. But there has to be some sort of accreditation handed to Michael Thomas at the conclusion of the season for the efforts this year. This is an astounding offensive output by by Thomas. All right, so I am still trying to figure out this dynamic between the Titans and the Steelers as far as a tiebreaker is concerned. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We're going to figure this all out. We're going to have a much clearer playoff picture as we continue Fox Sports Red Zone Radio coming up next. Handoff goes to Alvin Kamara who walks into the end zone standing upright and Alvin Kamara gets it right back and throw the points back on the board. Saints lead at 23 to 14. WWL Saints Radio Network, they added the extra point. 24-14 Saints, they were down 14-0, 24 unanswered inside six minutes to go in the third quarter there. All right, uh, so we have figured out this playoff scenario between the Titans and the Steelers. Again, the Texans clinching their division title. So there's one spot left in the AFC between the Steelers and Titans for that final wild card spot. Derrick Henry sat out today for the Titans in this game against the Saints, and there's a reason for that. Even if the Titans lose this game and the Steelers win their game, the Titans are not done because ultimately the way this would play out, if the Titans and the Steelers finish tied, the uh, conference records would be identical, so it then moves to strength of victory, and that is in the favor of the Titans. So, uh, but of course, we're still dealing with the Pittsburgh situation right now, Rich, and that is that they're losing to the Jets uh, 13-10 to in that game, and that certainly doesn't help Pittsburgh's cause. So, uh, even if the Titans lose today and the Steelers win today, uh, the Titans are not done. Right. Yeah, so essentially what happens is the Titans, uh, since they're playing out of their conference, it has And look no at this. Wow. Titans scored. Touchdown. (laughs) We have a drag route across the field. Tannehill catches his receiver. 
I mean, not missing a step. Boy, I'll tell you, Ryan Tannehill throughout this season, he is impressing me with some of his throws. What do you I mean, do with him? You on. franchise tag him? What, do you, what are you doing with Tannehill if you're the Titans? You give him a long-term deal based on a half a season? I I, I mean, realistically, the way he's played, I think he's earned it. I, I, can you argue with that? He, he looks... He looks like a, a quarterback you can rely on. So it's a broken play. You have Tannehill ranging to his right. I thought it was a drag route. It was just a stop route uh, by his receiver. And, I mean, he just absolutely puts the – I mean, he pastes this one on his chest and Sharp takes it, what, 40 yards to the house. And so the Titans have brought this thing within three points, assuming – the extra point goes That's always an, it's always an assumption. Big assumption, and the kick is good. So 24-21, Saints leading the Titans. Plenty of time left, four and a half minutes to go in the third quarter there. Great throw. Meanwhile, the Jets uh, have the ball. They just threw an incomplete pass, so they're facing a fourth and six. Uh, Steelers trailing this game to the Jets by a score of 13-10. to 10. Ah, this is really good stuff right now. I'm getting. I'm started getting in a feel for all this uh, playoff scenario right now. Yeah, how um, about this? You got the Panthers trying to make a ball game of this in the second half. The third quarter has just ended. Christian McCaffrey and Will Greer getting them onto the uh, Colts side of the field. Colts are such an interesting team too, aren't they? That it's just such a hot and cold season. Well, I for mean, them. think about this season for the Colts. It starts with Andrew Luck retiring. I know. Then you start the year five and two, and you're like, "Wow, look at this team!" But since then, they are one and six. They've lost six of their last seven games. So now, what do you do with if you're the Colts? Jacoby Brissett looked good early in the year. Suddenly fell off. Their defense, which looked good a year ago, really has struggled here in the second half of the season. Uh, are the Colts, can they just sort of write this off as, a, you know, because of the luck situation, sort of an aberration? We know they obviously have uh, a talent on this Colts team, but should we look at them as a playoff contender come 2020? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, because do they have the right quarterback, I think, is one of the biggest questions you have to ask yourself. Look, Jacoby Brissett, he's not a first-time starter. He started an entire year when Andrew Luck was injured out with a shoulder injury that he didn't even know if he was going to be able to return from, but he did, and he had that fantastic Pro Bowl season bringing the Colts into the playoffs. And Jacoby Brissett has been, you know, somewhat underwhelming this season. You know, he's thrown for a low number of passing yardage. He he was injured for, I think, two games was a Brian Hoyer started for him during a, a stretch there. But he's you know bottom third in the league as far as his quarterback rating goes. I don't know. I, I mean, this may be a team who's one of those in the conversation of being a quarterback away. We look at Drew Brees in the Saints right now, and you know Teddy Bridgewater's backing him up. Could you see a situation where potentially, especially NFC to AFC, they target a, a, a Teddy Bridgewater to come and sort of helm the the Indianapolis Colts? All right. Well, you know, we we mentioned there's a lot of quarterback stories coming up in this offseason. A lot. Um, we have a Cam Newton situation in Carolina. Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, uh, Eli Manning. If he wants to come back, there's a lot of situations. But Teddy Bridgewater, to me, is the big Ooh, X factor because we may have one of the bigger injuries we've seen today. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. He looks like he's in a lot of pain, and he just walked off the field under his own 
power but he's flanked hurting. by a member of the medical staff. But, yeah, he's got a lower leg injury, it looks like, on the right side, and it is really bothering him. Yeah, all right, so we'll keep you updated as he limps to the bench right now. They're going to pull the uh, tent over him to examine Baltimore what's going on Ravens offense. I mean, it goes through Lamar Jackson, but having a – uh, a Heisman winner flanking pro, a pro bowler this year, by the <laughs> yeah. way, Mark Ingram. Pro bowler with the Saints as well. Yeah, Ingram's career was much better than I ever thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. So the uh, Ravens, after uh, you know trailing early in this game, they're on the move again. They're down to the 13-yard line of uh, Cleveland. Um, all right, so but getting back to the Teddy Bridgewater situation and what is the right deal for Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, as a free agent, he's going to get a lot of offers, but a lot of people are saying – Teddy, I mean, Drew Brady's ain't going to play forever. I mean, you, you got Sean Payton. You saw what Sean Payton did for the career of Drew Brees. He could do the same thing for you. They didn't miss a beat when Bridgewater was in there. In fact, some people said he actually played better than uh, Drew Brees. He threw the ball down the field better than Drew Brees does at this point of his career. If you're Bridgewater, do you roll the dice, just go where the money is and you know maybe get into a bad situation, or do you – Stay in New Orleans and wait your time. Well, you get to choose your situation. This isn't like requesting your right. trade. So I absolutely think that he should go test the market and see what he could get for his services, and it's going to be a lot of money. Because unlike a draft pick in the NFL, he's a proven NFL commodity. He's had a Pro Bowl season with the Minnesota Vikings. If You you could argue if he finished the season with the Saints, he would be on to another Pro Bowl season this year with the Saints the way he was playing. He was- but look what Steve Young did with the 49ers. I know it was a different era, but he sat, he sat, he sat, he sat. Joe Montana, best quarterback in the, the league. Too good, Montana Steve. got hurt, and then Young finally, after waiting and waiting and waiting, got his chance. No. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers waited. He no, got his chance it's a in bad Green idea, Bay. And I'll tell you why. He's already suffered the potentiality of a career-ending injury during his time with the Minnesota Vikings. There's no time to waste. You need to go out and get paid. Yeah, but this if you is, go to one of these dog teams, no, you're, you're no. going to get hurt again. Again, like the excuse me, touchdown they, Saints, an absolutely perfect pass by Drew Brees. Indianapolis Colts, perfect example of a team who may be a quarterback away and who has a strong offensive line. You're not going to get banged around. You have a trustworthy head coach like Frank Reich, who's an offensive guru. I, I, there are teams like that out there, and as you a free that, agent, do you think the Colts are going to go after? They're giving up on Jacoby Brissett. Are you convinced with the numbers we've seen out of Brissett? I, I, I don't know. He's cheap and he's young, and he's hasn't been completely effective as a quarterback. But again. He gets to choose. So you're talking about this like he's a draft pick. He's not. He gets to choose the situation and what's the best fit for him. And I know he's going to be evaluating the offensive line because the Saints have a great one and they've had a tremendous amount of success. All right, so Drew Brees uh, just threw another touchdown pass. The extra point is good. 31-21 Saints over the Titans. A little over a minute to go in the third quarter. Brees already 21-29, 248, two touchdowns. Uh, some people were a little taken back by his selection to the Pro Bowl team, considering he missed five games, and essentially they're picking these. When they, when they basically when they voted on this, he had played maybe six games. Yeah. Uh, look, again, and, you know, where's Dak Prescott? Why didn't he get a the, nod for the, the Pro, Pro Bowl? The Pro Bowl voting is a joke. Yeah. Wow. It's a complete joke. I mean, 
when you're talking about... Do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers was more deserving than Kirk Cousins this year for a Pro Bowl spot? Yeah. You do? Yeah, probably. You think well, Aaron Rodgers had a better year than Kirk Cousins? Actually, let me pull up the stats. I was going to say, that seems a little bold of you. Yeah, I mean, Cousins me... had a heck of a year. I mean, look, at least, at least Aaron Rodgers is on a winning team. Well, Kirk Cousins is on a winning team. Yeah. Yeah, but- yeah I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I, I thought instead of... Aaron Rod, I had no problem with Russell Wilson being on the team, but I thought after that it was going to be Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins. Well, see, Instead, they went with the you know old what? standbys, Here, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Here's what I'll say. I mean, Rodgers doesn't throw any interceptions, which is really inflating his passer rating this year because he just doesn't throw interceptions, which is great. Yeah. But, I mean, Kirk Cousins to me has had a better year than Aaron I mean, they're Rogers. close, man. They're close, yeah. I, I mean, they are. <laughs> there is not too much difference in my mind between the two of them as far as starting quarterbacks. I will say Kirk Cousins as far as completion percentage blows away Aaron Rodgers yes but their yardage is very similar Mm -hmm. their yards per game is very similar and Aaron Rodgers has thrown two two interceptions I know he doesn't throw interceptions he's the best all time if if that's where you're going to draw the line between the two of them I mean yeah I could see Aaron Rodgers getting it over Kirk Cousins all right we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios let's sign out what's trending all right now Ralph yes Look at you. What did we just talk to you? This show is flying by. Well, sometimes that happens. It's kind of flying by in the second half for the New Orleans Saints in this game. Jared Cook catches his second touchdown pass of the game, a 16-yarder from Drew Brees. You mentioned it, Brees, 248 yards passing, two touchdowns, both of those in the air to Jared Cook. Of course, Alvin Kamara, he's run nine times for 75 yards. He has two scores. He's also caught Five passes for 25 yards, so over 100 yards total offense there for Kamara. Meanwhile, Baltimore up 21 to nine over Cleveland. 11:32 to play in the fourth quarter of that one. They've just added a field goal. It's 24-9. The Ravens over the Browns. Miami up 28-12 over Cincinnati. 15 seconds to play in the third quarter. The New York Jets a 13-10 lead over Pittsburgh. And yes, the Devlin Hodges era is back on because Mason Rudolph was taken from the game injured. So Devlin Hodges back in for the Steelers. 8.38 to play in the fourth quarter of that game. Atlanta up 24-12 over Jacksonville. That's with 11.20 to play in the fourth quarter. Great news is a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com in 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Indianapolis, a 24-6 lead over Carolina. 13.20 to play in the fourth quarter. And... Adrian Peterson has just reached the end zone. The New York Giants lead over Washington. Cut to 35-28, 14-30 to play in the fourth quarter. 35-28. Who would have thought there would have been that scoring? Well, that's with the extra point coming. 35-27 right now. Who thought would have thought there would have been that scoring between the Giants and Redskins <laughs> this year? Uh, Especially Daniel, with the rookie quarterbacks. Point. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Jones is having a day today, so no question about that. All right, Ralph, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Once again, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So here is the deal uh, as far as the uh, playoffs with the Cowboys and the Eagles. If the Cowboys win today, it's over uh, because they will have swept the Eagles. They'd have a one-game lead with one to play. Even if they tie, they win on the uh, head-to-head. Over. Right. If the Eagles win today, they still need 
they don't win the tie break against the Cowboys, so they still have to win out or the Cowboys lose their last game. And the Eagles, you remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the Eagles' schedule and how much easier it was than the uh, Cowboys was. And if you look at the Eagles' remaining schedule right now, they have their final game, I believe, is on the road against the Giants. Let me make sure of that before I just speak out and just throw stuff out there. Um, and the way that the Giants are looking today, all right, so the Eagles, if they beat the Cowboys and then they obviously have to win at the Giants, then there's no question they win the NFC East. Could that get tricky right there, Giants at home in their final game with the, the kind of day that uh, Daniel Jones and the fact that the Eagles have shown absolutely no consistency at any point this season? Every game's a dangerous game, especially when you're the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. There hasn't been consistency, and the Giants are a dangerous team, like many of them. They have stars on offense, Shepard and Daniel Jones when he's playing well, Saquon Barkley, of course, one of the best running backs in the league. So, sure, there's an opportunity to get caught, to get snuck up on by the Giants and still uh, concede this division to the Cowboys. Uh, but I think Doug Peterson, uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum in the NFC East, has been completely empowered by ownership. Uh, he's done a really nice job with the Bare Bones crew. They've been injured more than virtually any other team in the NFL over the past two years, and he's done a tremendous job with with an injured sort of mass unit group, whereas Jason Garrett has been completely devenomized by his ownership, uh, has zero power, and has been stripped publicly of his power multiple times in the press, and somehow the Cowboys, with all the talent they've acquired, still have a chance at a playoff berth. All right, uh, the Steelers and the Jets. This is the one game going on right now that has major playoff implications, and the Jets are leading this game 13-10. We're inside seven minutes to go, and the Jets have the ball. So with the Titans apparently on their way to lose this game to the Saints, I think can we assume that? Yeah, I believe right. so. Okay. So yeah, 31-21. Tennessee has the ball, though. So if we'll see the how Steelers were to lose this game to the Jets, they would remain tied with the Titans at 8-7, and seven, but ultimately the Titans would have the tiebreaker, meaning – that the Steelers would have to win their last game and they would have to have the Titans lose their last game. Right. That's if the Steelers lose this game to the Jets. Now, the Steelers are on the road against the Ravens. But if the Ravens win today, which they seem to be in firm control against the Browns, they will have clinched home field throughout the playoffs. Now, you said earlier you think John Harbaugh would go to the Belichick school where the idea of just sitting everybody... May not be the pl- the right the way I, to go for the Ravens. I want to give you something about that because on the last series, basically the first the start of the fourth quarter for the Ravens, right. on three successive plays, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and Mark Andrews all got hurt. They were limping. Uh, Mark Ingram actually went back to the locker room. The other two are still in the game. But it is something to monitor that all three of those players were limping on that one drive to get a field goal. Yeah, they're three most productive skill position players on offense without question. All right, so the Steelers are at the Ravens. The Titans are on the road against the Texans. Now, the Texans have already clinched their playoff spot. They have clinched their um, division title. But looking at the Texans right now, as far as positioning is concerned, they are not going to be getting a first-round bye. They're out of the running for that. 
it basically looks like the Texans are going to be hosting the Bills, no matter what the scenario is. So would the Texans sit players in a game that the Titans would need to win? Look, This I'm, is how this all plays out in that final week. Anything's possible down the stretch. It just depends on what, what these coaches want to do as far as preserving health or trying to avoid – you know, some rust growing in a three-week layoff. Um, oh, by the way, where the Texans, though, again, they're they're in the wild card round. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so that'll be a two-week uh, exactly. two layoff for whatever so starters they rest. So wouldn't that be rest. more likely for the Texans to uh, take a week off? Potentially. I mean, Knowing if you, they play the next week? If you have a previous injury history, like what Gavin was just discussing potentially with, you know, some of these injured Ravens players, and we'll keep an eye on it, uh, potentially you would then give them rest. But the same thing applies. Look, what's been working for the Ravens, for the Texans, for any team who's on a playoff run is the fact that every week you've been producing, you've been playing well. If you just throw another bye week virtually in, you know, at the end of the season, what does it do to the momentum? By the way, the Browns are all the way down at the Baltimore goal line. They trail the Ravens 24 9, and it's third and goal from the two and a half yard line. Uh, so we may see a Brown score, and it is a significant score. Uh, you know, especially like well, that you, didn't go anywhere. No, Look that, that did play. not. Wow, that got blown. All right. Meanwhile, up. okay, the Jets and the Steelers. So the clock is running. <laughs> We're at three and a half minutes to go in this game. The Jets just got stopped on third and long, so they're going to come on for a field goal right now to try to increase their lead to sixteen to ten. And then the Steelers, who now have Mason Rudolph in at quarterback. Uh, we'll get the ball back. The so Browns the Jets... are going for it, by the way, on fourth and goal. Well, why not? They're down 15 with eight and a half minutes to go. Well, wait a second here. Do you, do you feel like the Browns win this game? Well, or... I'm just saying all of a sudden this changes the picture as far as resting players for the Baltimore Ravens. All right, the Jets' field goal is good. So 16-10 Jets. Well, at, uh, well over three minutes Mayfield to go in this game. Mayfield scrambling. Mayfield scrambling. Ow! He's tackled yeah. out of bounds. It'll be a turnover on downs how do you at not, the How do you not throw the ball? How, yeah, you got to throw the football. On fourth down, you're just going to run Although out of there, bounds? there is a flag, and I'm guessing Probably it's going to be an, a hold on an offensive lineman, unfortunately. How, how do you just uh, run? Oh, now they, a defensive hold. No face mask. Look at wow. that. Wow! Against the Ravens. We got a ball game. Is that another Marcus P? No, that was Smith. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the Cleveland Browns are first in goal now, half the distance to the goal line. Uh, There's the face mask right there. You can see it clear as day. Barely. Clear as day. Look at this. This is a well (laughs) officiated game. I mean, seriously. (laughs) As an official, with so many things going on, unless you were literally looking right at that that face mask, you would not have seen that. My guess is he was looking right at it, and he called it just as he saw wow. it. So now, first and goal for the Browns on the three yard line going in, and they again, like you said, they trail by fifteen, but this makes it a ball game. And there's a throw, touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. on the fade touchdown. route, and it is a touchdown, Browns. All right, do you go for the two pointer now, or do you wait? No, you got to dance first. Dance. All right, they're dancing. Okay, yeah, I'm going for two points right now. You're going for the two now, not for the last score. No, right. no, no. Because if you don't get the two here, the game's essentially over. Yeah, you got to. You got to. I mean, look at the momentum they have going their way. That is definitely a touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. The great grab in the corner of the end zone for the Browns. 
And that was over Peters. No, it wasn't. That was a Peters. perfect pass, by the way. Gorgeous pass by yeah, Mayfield. Yeah, right there. Mayfield, perfect pass. But Beckham so like gets we the were talking, down. you know, you have Ingram leaves the field injured, Lamar Jackson limping around, and Daniels for a short time as well. Andrews. I keep calling Mark Daniels. Yeah. Mark Andrews limping around for the Baltimore Ravens in this game. But uh, to preserve home field advantage in the playoffs, you may have to put your dogs on the field if the Browns beat you here. All right, here's the two-point conversion play by the Browns to get within seven. The pass is dropped. Wow. Right through the hands. I mean, Right just through dropped. the hands of their tight end. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Was this pass on the money? Throws the ball. and That was he, a good throw. That was a great throw, as a matter of fact. That just dropped. That's um, a drop. Seals Jones with the drop. <laughs> Did you see the drop yesterday by Tampa on the fourth and three play? Winston threw it right to the guy on fourth down. Nobody around him. Oh, no, I didn't get to see oh, that no, game. no, no. Yeah, it was yeah. right at the end of the game. They were down three, yeah. and he throws. It was fourth and three. They go for it. Wide open, sort of a late-release receiver threw it right to him. I mean, just no one, and just yeah. dropped the ball. And I will give this to Winston because the game wasn't over at that point yet. Uh, he came over and comforted the guy who was like, did I just drop that? And all you're thinking is, so what were your plans after football? Uh, do you have an alternative plan? All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're going to come down the stretch on these early games, and we got much more on what's coming up this afternoon. Coming up next. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Harris ready to snap it back. He fires it back. Huber puts it down. Bullock launches the Get kick. There. It is This one up. is up. Yeah. Oh, it looks yeah. like it could be good. <laughs> it is. That is, that is one of the most unbelievable sequences Bullock. you will ever see. That was uh, Our Fox reaction. Sports Radio. And the um, Bengals Radio Network. And the Bengals Radio Network. Combination of both. Well, it was an exciting moment. Look, I, the the Bengals game hasn't brought too many moments. The Bengals season hasn't yes. brought too many moments like that. But now trailing 35-12 to Miami in Miami, uh, that was a highlight. Uh, 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 what a franchise long. Right. So Randy if you missed Bullock. the scenario, what happened was it was 21-3 Dolphins leading with seven seconds to go in the first half. And the Bengals are attempting a 52-yard field goal yarder, to make it yeah. 21-6. In other words, there's, the game's already over. But for some reason, and Bullock hits the upright with the 52-yard attempt, and all of a sudden we look to the sideline, and Brian Flores, the coach of the Dolphins, try to freeze him with a late timeout. Now think again. You're up 21-3 against a hapless Bengals team. Why are you calling a timeout to freeze him? So then what happened was... He attempts another field goal from 52 yards, and it goes wide right, but there's a flag on the field for illegal procedure against the Bengals before the kick. Yeah, another false start. So now you move the ball five yards back to 57 yards. And the Bengals are like, look, we're not punting. Yeah, (laughs) and he made it for a franchise record, 57-yard field goal. It has not mattered. By the way, it has not mattered. Ryan Fitzpatrick... Ryan Fitzpatrick is 24 of 40, 329 yards, four touchdowns. Is there still a future for Ryan Fitzpatrick in the NFL? Well, of course. This is what his future is. He's going to be playing as a backup 
or in garbage time until he's ready to hang it up and then go, you know, his aeronautical engineering route with that Harvard degree he has yeah. and that wonderful beard he has. Can't you see him wearing a blazer with elbow patches, smoking a pipe somewhere, you know, cavorting with some of the top minds in our country over the world yes. crises we face? <laughs> yeah, until By the way, then, this though, is a guy. he's going to have room in the NFL to do what he's been doing for the past decade and a half. By the way, if you, uh, by the way, Steelers are driving right now. We got a big game going on here. Jets leading the Steelers 16 to 10. We're at a minute 15. Mason Rudolph was knocked out of this game. So Duck Hodges is back in the game. They're at their own 47 yard line right now. And now they are cross midfield. First down, and the clock stops with 104 to play. By the way, uh, getting back to Ryan Fitzpatrick for a moment here, I just can't resist this guy. You can't let go of him. I just can't because he was a seventh-round pick by? The Bills? No, it was the St. Louis Rams oh back gosh. in 2005 that took him with a 250, 250th overall pick, seventh-round pick out of Harvard. All right, let's keep our eyes on this game. 104 to go right now. Steelers with the ball. They're at the 47-yard line of the Jets, trailing this game 16-10. to 10. Of course, the Steelers and the Titans battling for that final playoff spot in the AFC. Throws the ball away on a first down, 58 seconds to go. Now, if the Steelers lose this game... It's not fatal to them, but they need help. They would need, even if they win their last game on the road against the Ravens, they would still need the Titans to lose their last game on the road against the Texans. So both these teams will have road games against teams that really don't have a whole lot to play for. And that's what we're looking at right now. So the Steelers need to win this game. No question about it. So Devlin Duck Hodges... Now, on second and 10, the question is, do they go for a shot here? No, he throws underneath, so that'll just be enough to get them about four yards, a little bit closer, but it's going to be third and 60. All right, well, they did stop the clock, 51 seconds to go. So what the Steelers really need to do is they need to win out. They need to win this game, and they need to beat the Ravens on the road. And you say, well, they're not going to beat the Ravens, but based on what we saw today, the Ravens, with their victory today, clinching home field throughout the playoffs, and with Ingram limping off and Andrews limping off, Lamar, you're not going to take any chances with those guys in a meaningless game. You would assume not, especially if there is, like we said, any sort of injuries present and the Baltimore Ravens are just piling it on. It's 30-15 to 15 in Cleveland right now. Here we go. Third and seven. Duck Hodges is going to throw it deep, and he's got a receiver. Whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> One-on-one coverage. Good defense there. Washington. I mean, he had a chance at it, although it was good defense. You had one of the Jets defenders get a hand on the that ball is a and knocked it away. Great defensive play. What a play. Unbelievable. Clean. Absolutely clean. No call. Perfect defense. Perfect position. So it is fourth down. It's fourth and seven here. For the game. Yeah. All right. So this is it for the Steelers. They got to get the first down here on fourth and seven. That was a good throw by Duck Hodges. All right, we're coming up against the clock. Let's see if we can get this uh, play in. Here we go. Here we go. Fourth and seven. We're counting down to top of the yard. Oh, he drops the snap and he he just throws it it up and it is. Oh, it is incomplete. Steelers lose. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We continue on with Fox Sports Red Zone Radio coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tannehill, under pressure, looking, looking, throwing in the back of the end zone, caught! Touchdown, Titans! Tajay Sharp! WGFX 104.5 Titans Radio Network. Oh, folks, we got a lot going on right now in this game between the Saints and the Titans and how it affects the whole playoff picture. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So all these playoff scenarios are literally changing by the minute. So with the Steelers losing today to the Jets, and that is a final, 16-10, Jets beat the Steelers. The Steelers are not done yet. So if the Titans beat the Saints, and we have got an interception by the Saints right now. It right, could so be fumble, a fumble recovery. I think it was a fumble recovery 
by 22 on the Saints. All right, let's watch a replay of what happened here. So the Titans are trailing the Saints 31 to 28. Let's watch this play again right now. So they have a pass down the field. Wow. We had an in-breaking route by Raymond. Tannehill found him on the deep slant. And he took a helmet-to-helmet hit. He took a a shoulder to the helmet hit and one down. He's out. Yeah, he was out. He was knocked out. He was out on his feet. And then so if that's considered, if that's ruled a reception, then him dropping the ball will be ruled a fumble and it'll be Saints ball going the other way. All right, he's moving his arms right now. He was knocked out. I mean, he just, you could see his body went limp. The good news is he's moving his arms right now. So it was a shoulder to helmet hit. Clean catch. He tucked it, took two steps before he was walloped. By it was CJ Gardner Johnson with the hit yeah. and uh and the pickup of the phone. Yeah, it was a shoulder to helmet hit that just knocked him out and he dropped the ball. Yeah, it was so definitely... we got a ways to go on this ruling right here. Uh just to get back on the scenario in this game. So if the Titans win this game, they would have a one game lead over the Steelers for the final wild card spot in the AFC. However, they still haven't clinched because it will come down to a tiebreak. If then, if then the Titans lose their last game and the Steelers win their last game and they're tied, it comes down to strength of victory. Good news: the receiver is now uh, jogging off the field. He's woozy, but at least he's up, Raymond, and uh, he's okay there. So um, it still would not necessarily clinch a playoff spot for the Titans if they were to pull out this game because strength of victory varies from week to week. Then it's based on points and everything else, and suddenly the Week 17 games could have a bearing on your strength of victory. So that's the way uh, it looks, even if the Titans were to pull this game out against the Saints. Yeah, obviously, because with the loss to the Patriots, the Bills or the Patriots would end up being locking down that final wild card position, or I should say that 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 other wild card position. So it's still up for grabs, um, but uh, the Tennessee Titans would have done well to converting on that play. Instead, Raymond fumbles on the big hit, and the Saints have the ball in Tennessee Titans territory, and they've just crossed over the 20-yard line with a rush. So it's Breeze and the Saints doing Breeze and the Saints things end of game. All right, what do we have going on here? Oh, I did want to say right now what's going on in Carson, California. Yes. The final home game for the Chargers in Carson, and they got booed coming out of the tunnel. Well, they got booed because it's all Raider fans. (laughs) It's all Raider fans. And by the way, the DJ apparently was playing Viva Las Vegas. No way. That's his second flub of the season. With Remember the Steelers game he played renegade which is like the steelers yeah fan but that was song. Uh, whatever it is called but yeah they play uh you know rick roll uh, yeah rick roll thing. uh but yeah viva They're las vegas and <laughs> I, I don't know how that's a troll well i mean like, you're just playing the whole what what yeah. are the chart you know people people don't understand the charters organization doesn't care they don't care if fans show up. They don't care if they win or lose. The bottom line is they're putting money in their pockets. All right? That is just the bottom line for that organization. And by the way, they're not the org- only organization like that. There are a lot of organizations in this league that simply are going through the motions and counting the money. There's a lot of organizations that are bent on winning and whatever it takes and make the moves. By the way, the Rams are one of those organizations that have been making all these moves to win now. Yeah. Uh, The contrast is the Chargers. I mean, the thing about the Chargers is this told you everything you needed to know. 
You lose your number one defensive player, Derwin James, before the season begins, and you lose your best offensive lineman before the season began in Russell Okung. And they did nothing. Well, they made no also, major moves on top of to that, try to replace them. You had a holdout come to head yes. with Melvin Gordon, your top offensive producer, a year yep. ago, and you don't come to terms with him. You don't. You don't. It, it seems like you don't even bother budging or trying to find the middle ground or even improving the offense outside of having Melvin on the shelf. Here's the problem. Like with you know, for example, compare it to the Cowboys. You could say, well, they're you know they haven't done very much in the postseason in recent years either. Well, the difference is Jerry Jones has invested in this team. He's built some part of a billion-dollar practice facility for the Cowboys. He built Jerry's world. He invests in this team. He'll pay free agents. Zeke holds out. He pays Zeke. You know, with the Chargers, unfortunately, you've had the opposite occasion. You know, they can't get a deal done where the city helps them pay for a stadium, so they move to a soccer stadium in Los Angeles waiting for the Rams owner to build a place where they can rent. Look at The optics are horrible for the Chargers, they're horrible for the league, and they don't care. And, and by the way, the NFL has themselves to blame because they created a window of opportunity that the Chargers took full advantage of. All right, the Ravens have run out the clock against the Browns. How about these numbers for Lamar Jackson? Uh, he should be unanimous MVP. 20 of 31, 238 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 17 carries, 103 yards. So he ran for over 100 yards again, extending his NFL single-season record for rushing yards for a quarterback. So uh, that's another 300-plus-yard day for Lamar Jackson. And with the win, the Ravens clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the AFC. Look, nobody's probably touching that record for a while, but Mm -hmm. I'm getting the distinct feeling, and I know we said this when Kaepernick took a team to the Super Bowl. I know that we've said this in the past where RG3 bursts on the scene as a Washington Redskins quarterback. How about Cam Newton, MVP of the league? Cam Newton, Carson Wentz. Things are starting to change. I, I, I mean, you're seeing it at the college level, albeit it's a little slow to be accepted at the pro level. But Lamar Jackson, to me, is is the beacon of of the the changing of the guard at the quarterback position. I think you're just going to see more dual-threat quarterbacks in the NFL here to come. And while, again, I don't think that record will be broken in a long time, it, it feels like it will come down sooner than later because you're going to see more offenses turning to dual-threat quarterbacks because it's a quick fix. All right, Michael Thomas. He's broken the record. Did Sing- he just break the record? Single-season reception record. He has 144, and he caught a touchdown to do it. All right, Marvin Harrison had the record back in 2002 with the Indianapolis Colts, 143 receptions. And Michael Thomas not only gets the record, they give him a touchdown on that? Uh, that right they now they're reviewing it. Touchdown. They'll definitely review it. That knee looked like it was plan. down. It was close. But close. yeah, he caught. Uh, he caught sort of a, uh, uh, an out route that he. It was a fake slant, and then he pushed off a little bit. Got to the. Uh, got to the flat. Caught the ball from Breeze. And dove for the pylon. They called it a score. Well, I'm very proud because Michael Thomas went to my high school. He's a Taft High School product out here in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, His uncle, Keyshawn Johnson, I saw him at a game. I was actually on the sideline for TV locally uh, covering a game that he was in. I never even heard of Michael Thomas. Keyshawn had begged USC, hey, take a look at my nephew. They didn't. He ended up going to Ohio State, and now he's setting records in the NFL he is a big-time receiver. So uh, they are uh, reviewing the score right now. Saints right now have a 37-28 lead if that touchdown 
stands. By the way, a couple of uh, other teams. Uh, Atlanta defeated the Jaguars today 24-12. to Matt Ryan, big day, 32 of 45, 384 and a touchdown. Did throw a couple of picks. But the Falcons are at 6-9 and nine right now. We have been expecting, after things sort of bottomed out for this Falcons team, that Dan Quinn was gone, but they won three in a row in five of their last seven ever since he relinquished control of calling the defensive signals. Uh, Arthur Blank is a guy that stays with coaches. He hasn't made a lot of coaching changes. Is it possible Quinn survives in Atlanta? It's very possible um, because he didn't lose uh, control of the ship. I mean, look, you know, some cultures, things can change on a dime. You know, you're having struggles. There's questions about the head coach, whether or not he's going to be there next year. And all of a sudden, they completely fall to pieces, and there's no recovering. And, of course, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, and you change the head coach. And some cultures are kind of like turning a big boat. It takes a lot of energy to get that thing turned in a negative direction. Dan Quinn may have saved his job. All right, the uh, touchdown has been taken off the board. So they ruled that his knee was down. Michael Thomas, of course, he does get the record. We catch number 144 in the season. So it's still 31-28. Saints leading the Titans, 309 to go. They have a first and goal right now. Uh, big game for the Saints. And if the Saints win this game, Obviously, a huge game tomorrow night for the Packers on the road against the Vikings. Right now, the Packers have the edge in the tiebreak, and we're talking about a first-round bye in the playoffs. First down, and uh, the Titans' defense stands strong there, second and goal for the Saints. Uh, So there's a shootout going on in Washington right now, 35-28. The Giants are leading, but Washington has the ball and uh, 44 seconds to play in this game. They are down at the goal line. Now, Case Keenum is in this game. Dwayne Haskins, Haskins got hurt. He was carted off the field. Okay, so he was Haskins. Hit, he was t- tackled low from behind, and then he was tackled high from in front, and they brought a cart all the way out to him. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying he's channeling Theismann or Alex Smith for that matter because I didn't see a bone coming through the socks, but it was a pretty severe lower leg injury. Uh, for the Redskins quarterback. Saints score, Saints score. Redskins, wow, no flag. Okay, There so is a flag. Pass interference against the Giants in the end zone. Michael, Ooh, there's a conflict of uh, officials. Michael Thomas uh, is the benefactor on this play. Play action pass thrown his way, so that's his 145th reception of the season Look at that on pass. the crossing route from Drew Brees. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. And the Saints are in for the score over the Tennessee Titans. All right, so we have a controversial play. I don't know what's controversial. He shoved the receiver. The flag came in late, but there were two officials on the call. One held the flag. The other threw the flag. 35-28, Giants leading. We're inside 40 seconds, 37 seconds to go. And what are they ruling on the field? Wow, did they take the penalty off the ball? They did not. They picked up the flag. Unbelievable. Now, so is it? Oh, wait, hold on a second here. No, 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 no. Okay, so no, 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 no. The, no, no, the, no. the, the penalty did, called it was call, called yeah, it, and stands. Yes, it does. So first it's and first goal. and goal for the Redskins at the one yard line now. All right, so down seven, the Redskins have the ball. Case Keenum in at quarterback. Case Keenum, 
How did he end up with the Redskins? Wasn't he was supposed to be the future of the Broncos a couple of years ago? Keenum keeps the ball. Touchdown, Redskins. Wow, he fumbled it before the goal line, and one of his offensive linemen, Martin, dove on the football, and so that's going to be a touchdown for a big man. Wow. Meanwhile, uh, the extra point went through for the Saints, so they lead 38-28 in Tennessee. All right, let's take a look at this play again. So Keenum rolling out. Keeps the ball, and is he... He stripped before right, the goal line. Uh, he, he, well, was recovered by his offensive lineman. He might have gotten to the goal line. I don't think so. I think he got stripped. Well, give the offensive lineman <laughs> a touchdown. Come on. Say, Come on. It was a waggle. It was a waggle okay. pass. He had a guard out there, lead blocking for him, and Keenum fumbles. So. All right. Well, they they have to they have to review any scoring play anyway. It was, it was close. Was he... I mean, either way, the Redskins score a touchdown. Let's yeah, put it that way. So it's thirty-four, thirty-five. Give it to the offensive lineman. All right. So let's watch again the replay. Is he across the line when Seeing it's fumbled? That balls out, right? Close. You got to give it to the. You got to give it to the whole lineman. Give how, how is that lineman way out there anyway? Though? Well, again, it's a waggle pass, so yeah. it was a boot action. Oh, Raiders! The- <laughs> Raiders! Raiders on the board. Touchdown first. against the Chargers in the Chargers' final home game in their soccer stadium it's the raiders that draw first blood chargers in their final home game booed by the all well, raider crowd is it a home game <laughs> <laughs> it's not a home game what an embarrassment for the league it really is first of all that you had an nfl team playing a soccer stadium for three years is by the way ridiculous. i cannot wait for years to come answering that question correctly on jeopardy yeah like you know that's going to be what NFL franchise played a three-year stint in a soccer stadium. Well, how about this? What NFL franchise charged $100 for parking for three years, <laughs> which is what the Chargers did? $100 for parking. Listen, it's LA, all right? Yeah. It's uh-huh. big market money, baby. <laughs> I am proud to say that I did not attend a single Charger game in that stadium. I, I, I am. I am very proud to say. <laughs> I would, not I can't a believe I'm going to say this. Game. Go ahead, go ahead. I only attended preseason games. I went to oh, two preseason games. Well, listen, we lost both of them. Right. Gouging you on the ticket price. All right, we're uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Don't go anywhere. We're still a lot going on here. Big finishes. We might be going. We got overtime right now with the Redskins and Giants. I believe we will go to overtime. We will continue our coverage here. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio continues coming up next. Nobody has ever said it better than Mike Thomas did himself. You simply can't guard Mike. 144 receptions. Mike Thomas is your new single season record holder. Breeze under center here. I formation. Josh Hill motions left to right. Breeze is going to look to throw. Rolling to his right throws. And it's caught. And guess who? Michael Thomas. From two yards out, Mike Thomas gets the touchdown back, and he now extends his lead 145 receptions in one football season with a game to go. That's crazy. That's crazy stuff there. WWL Saints Radio Network, so a record-setting day again for the Saints. Of course, uh, Drew Brees setting records last week. This week, it is Michael Thomas setting the single-season record for receptions, breaking the record set by Marvin Harrison of the Colts back in 2002. And it's a final score. The Saints have defeated the Titans 38-28. So... Here's where we are for that final wild card spot in the AFC. Both the Titans and the Steelers lose today, but they're still the only two teams standing. So they both go into the final week at eight and seven. 
The Titans are on the road against the Texans. The Steelers are on the road against the Ravens, the two division winners. The question is, will either one of those teams play to win? The Ravens have already clinched home field throughout the playoffs. The Texans are pretty much locked into their playoff spot. They're not going to go anywhere. The Titans have the slight edge right now as far as the tie break. I say the slight edge because if the Steelers and Titans end up with the same record, it's going to come down to strength of victory, and that's still a variable. We don't know yet until all the games have been played. Well, this is very intelligent by the NFL scheduling, obviously, divisional games to f- to finish out the season from the majority or all of the NFL. And the goal here is obviously to schedule teams who you predict may have a chance, or at very least, if there's a team in division who doesn't have a chance going up against a team in division who very much so is in the playoffs, what you're going to have is at very least that rivalry very much so alive. Do you think that the Chargers are going to lay down against the Chiefs in their final game this season? No, Phillip Rivers is a prideful guy. He's going to go out and try to play Rooner against the Kansas City team who, however many times it's been, he's been beaten by on the road. So... This is this is what it's going to be. You're going to see hard-fought games in all these cases unless the Texans or the Ravens both decide to rest starters. All right, so the Redskins-Giants game, this was bad news for Rich. They reviewed the touchdown and ruled that Case Keenum had actually hit the goal line before he fumbled, meaning Case Keenum got Credit for the tying touchdown. It is 35 all. There is two seconds left in regulation, and the Giants are at the Redskins' 45-yard line. So Daniel Jones has already thrown four touchdown passes. Looking for the Hail Mary right now. Now we get a timeout by the Redskins. So we'll get a Hail Mary call here. Uh, Meanwhile, the Raiders have the 7-0 lead against the Chargers, and now they just ran a similar play to the touchdown for another huge gain and it's the former charger Tyrell Williams that uh, is splitting up this defense yeah it's a nice uh, route set up looking like he was gonna just run the the sideline on the out and up and instead he sets up the corner and he takes the uh the post and takes it for a long gain just outran most of the defensive secondary so it was the play earlier that Renfro scored on uh 56 yard touchdown same play uh, this time a huge gain, uh, 43 yards for Terrell Williams. They are into Charger territory at the 43-yard line. Yeah, look, I, and this has been such a disappointing season for the Chargers, you know, where we talked a little bit about how they ended up in L.A. with the relocation and how disappointing that has been for the NFL because instead of hosting their own fans in Los Angeles, they're hosting Chargers fans and Vikings fans and Eagles fans and whoever they play. Here we go. The Hail Mary for the Giants tied at 35. It is short of the end zone, so it won't matter. Complete. All right, so this game will go to overtime. Who would who you would have played the over in the Giants Redskins game? Yeah, of course, seventy points. Who wouldn't with as dynamic as those offenses that look? Wow. Um, Yeah. So getting back to charge, twelve win season followed up with what could eventually be a five and eleven season if they lose to the Raiders today and the Chiefs next week. We'll see. I mean. Maybe they can come out of it with a seven-win season, but who would have predicted this? I think Vegas had a win total set the 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 total at ten wins. 
Well, and I At thought that point, was outrageous. Off-season. They were 12 and 4 last year. I thought 10 was a, a low benchmark. All right, Raiders with the ball. What about the future of Derek Carr with the Raiders? He's off to a perfect start today. Many people think that he has overstayed his welcome. What do you think for the Raiders? Well, could you argue that the Raiders would benefit from having I don't know, an Aaron Rodgers uh, at quarterback would well, be any like, team would have. Aaron well, Rodgers. okay, yeah. let me let me bring it back down to earth. Then. I was going to say, say like a say like a Kirk Cousins, like a, a free agent quarterback who's been pretty good throughout his career. If he came to the Raiders, you feel like this offense would look much better. I well, do. Let me ask you this: If Teddy Bridgewater, if you're saying Teddy Bridgewater is looking for a deal, the Raiders, if they cut loose to Derek Carr, is going to they're going to have money to spend. They and have plenty of point. money to spend. Uh, if you were Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> and the Raiders come calling, is that a team you want to play for? Well, that was the point I was just about to make. Is you know when when you have a situation like Kirk Cousins has, where he's a pretty good quarterback mm-hmm. and he's a free agent and he can choose where he wants to go. He chose well with the Minnesota Vikings because they have a good offensive line. Teddy Bridgewater. He goes to Vegas. In a similar he's the first situation. Team. I mean, that's a pretty attractive situation. You I can would think. you can have your you can have your cake and eat it too because it's a pretty good offensive line. They have pretty good weapons around you. You can go to Vegas with the Raiders and potentially have some success. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's find out what's trending right now as we welcome in David Gascon. What's up, guys? What's going on, Mr. Gascon? How are you today? Ah, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm a little fresh. I've gotten here. I got here uh, fashionably early, which is a little different for me. I heard you got here like three hours early. Yeah, there was a little bit of miscommunication and a misunderstanding, and uh, you know, mm. okay, was okay. Gavin Fair at enough. all responsible for that? Because you usually blame Gavin for just about everything. No, I usually blame him for stepping on other people's toes, uh, wow. ruining segments, and uh, yeah. ruining trending reports. And look at him hot on the microphone, <laughs> ready to say something. Look at the restraint, Gavin. Go ahead, trying Gavin. To show right go now. ahead. He's trying to fix the broken microphone. <laughs> actually, <laughs> the uh, equipment we're dealing with is a bigger issue than David Gascon right now. What happened to you? What happened? Your bike, the thing just shattered in half. <laughs> what yeah. did you it's do? Broke. It was like, a hot mic, okay? It's broke. It is broke. <laughs> well, because well, these microphones are on a, a microphone stand yes. that hangs over, and Gavin's holding. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin's holding the microphone with his right hand, but the extension of the wires on the leg right. or the arm. By the way, I, I have been uh, in this studio that we're in off and on for, you know, uh, over a decade. Yeah. Now, we have brand new, but the, the old times, there were more than a few times when whatever the ha- mic was hanging on would break. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm ha- holding the mic. I feel like show. Michael now, Buffer. Now, here we have beautiful mics I right I feel now. like a boxing announcer with yeah. the microphone hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Yes. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, your mic is working. We can it is. hear it. So yes. Right. Record happening? setting day, guys, for one Michael Thomas. Nobody has ever said it better than Mike Thomas did himself. You simply can't guard Mike. 144 receptions. Mike Thomas is your new single season record holder. Yeah, dominating performance for him on the day. Saints, they beat the Titans 38 to 28 is the score. Tennessee and Pittsburgh vying for that final spot in the AFC. Pittsburgh did lose today to the Jets 16 to 10. Meanwhile, in Cleveland. Jackson out of the shotgun. Wants the throw. Blitz pressure coming. Jackson hit. Lob to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Mark Andrews! Ad-lib to perfection from Jackson to Andrews, and the Ravens converts 
in the final minute of the opening half. Ravens Radio Network, they beat the Browns, lock up the AFC top seed, home field advantage throughout the postseason. 31-15 was the final score in this one. Panthers get demolished in Indy, 38-6. Raiders out in front of the Chargers, 7-0. Hunter Renfro, two receptions, 61 yards, and a score. Falcons drop the Jaguars, 24-12. Giants and Redskins, as you mentioned, guys. In overtime, Dolphins, 35-27 over the Bengals. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 344 yards passing and four TDs. Cowboys and Eagles right now on Fox. Ball game is scoreless, but Philadelphia is driving inside the 30-yard line of Dallas. Detroit leads in Denver 3-0. Seahawks and Cardinals underway, and there is no score. Back to you guys. All right, David, thank you. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save, 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So, as David mentioned, Eagles looking good on their opening drive right now against the Cowboys. Uh, again, a Cowboy victory clinches the NFC East because they'd be one up with one to play, and they would have swept the Eagles. Of course, the Cowboys won earlier this year. An Eagle victory, and they would control their own destiny by winning their final game. And uh, Carson Wentz, was that a catch and a fumble? No, no, Close. no. That was an incomplete pass. But he had found uh, uh, J.J. Uh, Arthega Whiteside mm-hmm. on the uh, on an earlier throw, and he was looking for Wentz over the middle there, but the ball got jarred you, loose from a safety. Right, right, but this was, was Zach hit. Ertz got clobbered. Yeah, that's what I meant. Ertz, wow. if I said Wentz. Ertz, yeah, I mean, he took a shot to his ribs on his way down. Mm. He's still trying to shake that one off. Big hit from Woods out of the defensive secondary of Dallas. All right, so Giants-Redskins, we're in overtime, tied at 35, nine minutes to go. What we don't want to see is a tie. Don't want to see is a tie in that game. Ten-minute overtime now in the NFL. Did you like the fact that you're saving lives by reducing overtime from 15 minutes to 10 minutes? That was basically the argument. Yeah, player safety played a big part in, I don't know, creating more ties in the NFL. I Look, it's confounding to me that like their, their solution – to making um, the the I, I guess the lifespan of the player longer is by shortening overtime. How about lifetime health care? Yeah, <laughs> thank like you for. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, pay for the health insurance for four more players. But uh, I guess that's a debate for another day when well, we're discussing. Well, you know, the it's funny. It's funny because yesterday with TJ, we were talking about 2020. This collective bargaining agreement is going to get done. All right, 2020 yeah. is the year it's going to get done. And if I am the players' association, I'm not leaving that room without lifetime insurance. I'm not leaving. The room i'm sorry if i can't get some kind of guarantee for health insurance for life for nfl players i'm, I'm not leaving the negotiating yeah, I mean, table it, it's that way that for baseball players it's that way for yes. uh, nba players yes it's a much more dangerous sport and while you have a larger uh union body you could you could set some sort of precedent like if you play three years or four years then you earn it for a lifetime but it's ridiculous it's not off absolutely ridiculous all right the uh raiders again leading the chargers seven to nothing and uh the raiders get a little bit of a punt return going there uh philip rivers is he going to be a charger next year i i did a commentary by the way last night local tv and I said I believe he will return to the Chargers in 2020. Your thoughts? I don't think so. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's it's not probable he may. I certainly could see Phillip Rivers being the Chargers quarterback next year. But if I were to handicap it right now, given how poor of a season this could end up being for the Chargers and the lack of commitment on the behalf of ownership – 
to build as strong as a possible roster as you could. I mean, they just uh, continue replacing, uh, you know, uh, uh, older players who potentially could help your team with draft picks. You get younger, you get cheaper, sure. But the minimum spend stuff has to stop. And then on top of it, the head coaches, every head coach they hire, uh, you have uh, you, you, their rookie head coaches or their retreads. I mean, Marty Schottenheimer had a 14-2 and two season years ago, and you got rid of him. Hold on a second yeah, here. Yeah, go ahead. How did the Bengals-Dolphins game go to overtime? The Bengals scored 23 points in the fourth quarter to force overtime. Are you kidding me? Andy Dalton, 386 yards and four touchdowns. How did this happen? I mean, we <laughs> we walked away from that game. It was 35-12, to 12, and the Bengals scored 23 <laughs> unanswered points. How about this? You ready for this? They scored three touchdowns and got two two-point conversions to tie the game. This is and unbelievable. And go to overtime. All right, Andy Dalton, if you have him on your fantasy team in championship week, which I don't know how you got to the championship game if you do, has gone 31 for 53, 386 yards and four touchdowns. So the Bengals down 35. This has got to be the greatest fourth quarter comeback in history. <laughs> they were down 35. to. Let me go over this again. It was they were 35 to 12 and they were down 35 to 12 with 6 minutes to go. This is unbelievable. And they scored so they they apparently recovered an onside kick after being down 8 and then scored on a 25-yard touchdown pass Dalton to Eifert and they got the two-point conversion. Well, so this has, got, this has got to be the greatest fourth quarter comeback ever. <laughs> this is with six eleven to go. They were down thirty five to twelve, and they have forced overtime. All right, let's hear what happened because we were we had completely flipped that game off. Go ahead, Dalton back to throw has time looking throws toward the end zone into a crowd. Oh, got it! It is caught got it! by Tyler Eifert. I can't believe what I have just seen. The Bengals are a two-point conversion away from potentially forcing overtime. Bengals Radio Network. I don't know who's doing the color there, but he 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 has a way, doesn't he? Every highlight we have with him. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. By the way, that field goal, that 57-yard yes. field goal was crucial. <laughs> crucial. <laughs> it's okay. unbelievable. Listen to some of these. Okay, so Boyd has nine receptions for 128 yards and two touchdowns. Ross, John Ross, has five receptions, 80 yards. Eifert, four receptions, 57 yards and a touchdown. Erickson has six receptions, 55 yards. I mean, the list goes on. All right, let me give it, let me let me tell you how this all played out. So again, it was 35 to 12, 611 to go. The Bengals score a touchdown, get the extra points, 35-19. The Dolphins got the ball back, went 10 plays, 57 yards, and missed a field goal with three minutes to go. So they were up 35 to 19. They went for a field goal, they missed. Then the Bengals went 14 plays, 63 yards. Got the touchdown, right, the two-point conversion, then Giants recovered the win. onside kick. The Giants have won the football game. Is that a touchdown? That is a touchdown. The Giants have won the football game. Smith scores on a short pass over the middle from Daniel Jones. And so, as we know, 
In overtime, any touchdown wins it. 41-35 is the final. Giants win in Washington. In, I mean, a game that if you took the over, you're a genius because those two offenses it did not look like they could produce 76 points between the two of them, but that's what we saw today. Well, as amazing that is, though, the fact that it's not the last of the for opening game. Look at Brian Flores. What happened? I don't know. They rec- First of all, we, we always say it's almost impossible to recover an onside kick these days because you can the no longer rules. have guys running up to the line of scrimmage, and yet the Bengals pulled it off, and then they scored a tying touchdown and two-point conversion. So we're in overtime right now, and the Dolphins have the ball after blowing a 35-12 to lead with 6-11 to go in that <laughs> game. What a year the Dolphins have had. What yes. a year the Cincinnati Bengals have had. I mean, these two teams, I mean, what the hell? I, what just happened? All I know is I was sitting there and Gavin goes, uh, uh, he just says, you know, Dolphins, Bengals, overtime. I'm like, what are you, what are you no, talking Bengals, about? It was 35 to 12. Unbelievable. However, on? ooh, is that a fumble? No, no, no. Uh, incomplete pass. Okay, incomplete. All right, we're in the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. The uh, unreal finish <laughs> yes. to a game. We were saying, boy, if there's a dog morning game, it's got to be that Miami-Cincinnati game. Instead, it's uh, history being made there uh, coming up next. <laughs> Dalton looking to throw, looking, scrambling to the right. He could run for two. He's charging toward the yeah. end zone. He's in. He has tied the game at that? 35, and this game is going to overtime. Yeah! Uh, yeah! <laughs> Bengals Radio Network. That is some great uh, analysis there. There it is. Yeah! Yeah! Um, so anyway, yeah. if you missed it and we did, cause we were watching Miami blew a 35 to 12 lead with six eleven to go. And the Bengals <laughs> tied it on three touchdowns, two, two point conversions and an onside kick. We now have four thirteen to go in overtime. Wouldn't it be appropriate if this game ended in a tie <laughs> yes, uh, with two miserable teams, but, uh, the Bengals now get the ball back. This game is tied at 35. Meanwhile, the Eagles are kicking the Cowboys' butts right now. It is 10 nothing Eagles, and they are dominating this game. So this Eagle team that has just been all over the map, both these teams have been up and down, up and down all season long. Cowboys coming off their demolition of the Rams last week. But right now, it appears early in the game, at least, that the Eagles are the one at home showing up ready to play. Look, I, I just think that there's more consistency in that culture than there is with the Dallas Cowboys. If you're going to ask me, if you're going to watch this game – Pick one. I mean, don't look at any of the season statistics. Just pick one based off of the head coaches and how their owners deal with it. I would pick the Eagles every time. It's just that you have a clearer message sent from the top to the bottom of that organization that Doug Peterson is the one sole voice. I mean, Jason Garrett may not even be there if they lose this football game to finish out this football season. You think they'd fire him next week? I, I mean, it's possible. Wow. I mean, well, th- think about Jerry it. Jerry Jones think has said it. he's actually been t- – he said this six weeks ago. Uh, if you're betting on – Jason Garrett being fired before the season ends, you're going to lose the bet. Right. That was the words of Jerry Jones. Which is fine. And I completely understand that. 
But it doesn't do Jason Garrett any favors. No. Like, imagine if he's coaching Week 17 and he knows full well he's going to be fired on Black Monday. What's the point of him being there at all? That's my point, is if I were going to guess who wins this game just based off of who has a stronger culture, it's the Eagles. All right, I want to thank the guys today. Iowa Sam, who apparently is going to see you in San Diego at the game that you'll be broadcasting, the Holiday Bowl between USC and his Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, uh, yes. Are you going to go uh, stop by and stop say Stop by hi. the booth, man. Stop by. It's me and John Schaefer on the call. Yeah, there it is right do there. Do I just tell them I know Rich Ornberger? That's all you have to do. Yeah. They will open up, uh, yeah. Down at SDCCU yes. Stadium. Uh, I, boy, am I renowned. <laughs> I can't even tell you. <laughs> I will uh, tell them I know him and uh, yeah. 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 You might be <laughs> escorted out, though. That, that's, that's another also, possibility. That's a risk you'll have to uh, Gascon uh, doing a, a great one hour. I guess he has more than that. Uh, although he was here for the entire show listening and then jumped in for Ralph Irvin. Look, for it was a out. good show. I yeah. would say this is probably a top three performance by us. So I think Gascon was spoiled uh, being here as long as he was. And, uh, well, Gavin, uh, I apologize for Appalachian State did not cover last night. They did not. Um, yeah. My microphone broke halfway through the show. It's back yeah. and working. Right. But I Dan Beyer came in and brought me a beautiful Chargers plush throw wow pillow blanket beautiful look just signed that. a lease on a new apartment by the way and this will go right over the couch what look is that? at what that was that a that. snuggie that's oh fantastic. yeah by the way is your girlfriend a charger fan Gavin? she's not she's a seahawks fan wow and mm. i i will say watching games with her her team wins a lot more it's it's, it's kind of fun all right like yeah, yeah so do you. Well. maybe could you be uh converted like you know oh, sometimes that marriage at least religions change while the charges are in a, a downturn right now i think so I okay. think uh, okay, a yeah, probably a good time to buy Seahawks yeah. stock. Mm-hmm. I would agree. All right. The uh, Bengals went nowhere with their drive, so they're punting. Uh, 325 to go in overtime. Uh, we have the distinct possibility of a tie in that game. <laughs> yeah. Very distinct possibility. Uh, focusing on the word stink yes. hidden within that. Uh... <laughs> All right. Let's see if the uh, Cowboys can get anything going here. Down 10 nothing early. Uh, total yards in this game. 125 for the Eagles, 5 for the Cowboys. Yikes. Yeah, look, Dak Prescott has had an impressive stat line throughout the season. This uh, this offense for the Dallas Cowboys has been a number one offense throughout the majority of the season and continue to be. But they are faltering here against the Eagles. Mm. All right. They just don't look like they're in it. And uh, obviously, it, by the way, if the Cowboys win this game, they're in. They, they clinch the NFC East because they will have swept the two games from the Eagles. The Eagles win this game. They would still have to either have to win their final game or the Cowboys lose their final game As uh, you to win the speaking, NFC East. We have an update in the Seahawks-Cardinals game. So the Cardinals were trailing in Seattle 0-7. to They just caught up on an 80-yard touchdown run from Kenyon Drake. So that's a 6-7 ball game in Seattle right now waiting for the extra point. Meanwhile, the uh, Raider home game. Ooh, I mean the uh, Charger home game. <laughs> yeah, right. The final uh, home game in the soccer stadium. And the uh, Raiders are fired up. Up. I remember they got booed off the field in their final game in Oakland last week. Um, and then the Chargers in their final home game got booed on the field. 
as they came out <laughs> yeah. for their uh, yeah. final all home game in LA their soccer Raider stadium. Fans, all those LA Raider <laughs> fans, as they were running on the field, they were playing Viva Las Vegas, trolling the predominant yeah. Raider fan base, flooding the stands of the soccer stadium in Los Angeles. And so uh, they, in fact, booed the Chargers running on for their final time yes. on the field mm-hmm. at Reliant Health Sports Park. Carson. So what did we what did we learn this morning here on this uh, week sixteen of the NFL? Well, what we've learned is, <laughs> frankly, uh, <laughs> frankly, we've learned that the good teams look good down the stretch of the season. The Ravens, yes. I think, uh, kind of look sleepy to start their game, but uh, they finished very strong against the Browns. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.